Welcome to the captain's run. It's, I mean, the energies are through the roof. Round one is here. Rugby league is back. My heart is whole. Honestly, life is good again. Smithy, mate, how were you over the round one weekend? Kempi, what a great weekend of footy. Like, oh. re- like really, like when yeah. you think about the quality that we've seen um, across the weekend, starting with Thursday night, mm. Parramatta v the Storm, went into a golden point thriller. Harry Grant scoring a, uh, the match-winning try uh, for the Storm to to win by four points. You know, some great stories coming out of that game. Uh, Bronson Garlic making his debut, mm. 27-year-old making his debut. It just shows, you know, you just hang in there, hang in there, keep busting your backside and you'll get a crack at some stage. Had 80 people. Had 80 people come and watch his uh, debut. Crazy. I didn't even know 80 people, Smithy. Uh, neither do I. <laughs> no, neither do I. You know plenty more than that. Plenty more. Um, but, yeah, look, it was a great way to start uh, the round with a, with a fantastic match. I thought the quality of that game was, was incredible. And then all the way across to Sunday – the Dolphins. Oh, stop it. Just, you know, it was, it was great for that organization to get a win first up, particularly against a powerhouse like the Roosters. But mm. it was just a great day for rugby league, mate. 30, oh, mate. 35,000 at Suncorp. It, it was sunny, beautiful day for footy. Um, you know, plenty of kids out there um, watching, you know, their heroes run around. And just to see, you know, the amount of people out there with the Dolphins gear on, all the merchandise, it, 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 it was just great. And for the... For the day to conclude the way it did with a, with a really strong victory mm. was just fantastic. And, I mean, we'll get to it later, but, yeah, I totally agree. That, to echo your sentiments, so good for rugby league. I, I have to say that there was a bit of a feeling of like, oh, is there enough hype around the Dolphins coming in? Is there excitement? Yeah. And for them getting, them getting the win, all of a sudden it's like there is real excitement about this new team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I think the CEO came out afterwards and said, like, the, the merchandise would just – they would run off the shelf wow. straight after that game. So they, they were Like everyone was you know, grabbing stuff at, at the ground mm. on Sunday. But straight after that win, there was there was another like $30,000 spent on Dolphins merchandise. Yeah, so it's wow. just So good. It's gone. So good. You can't get hear. it anywhere. Well, welcome to all our listeners. However you're tuning in, download the SEN app at the App Store or the Google Play Store. Subscribe to The Captain's Run on Apple and Spotify. So go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. You can subscribe so you can listen to us at any time on Apple or Spotify. Uh, call in one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Make sure to call in, guys, and ask all your footy questions. We love to interact with the, the community. Also, give us a text 0457 736 736 and make sure you're following our brand-new Twitter profile at Captain's Run NRL and follow SEN League on Instagram and TikTok. Look, we're going to get – hopefully we'll pressure Smithy into doing something on TikTok by the end of the year. I don't like our chances. <laughs> Um, but look, there's a big thumbs up from Thomas, so we'll get him get him into it. Chances um, are quite low, mate. They're low, quite low. I'll be honest, um, mate. I'm with you to be honest. The TikTok, I don't know, I don't know that world. It's a foreign land. Yep, it's a foreign land. Uh, now we're going to recap round one. The biggest storylines. We've got a special guest, Saint George Illawarra Dragons halfback Benjamin Hunt. Go Dozer! Yes, cannot wait. And then we'll preview round two. Plus, we'll get to your texts and calls. Also. Bloke will be live at the Riverina Hotel in Wagga Wagga at 6 p.m. this Friday. So myself and the crew, the Monday show crew, is Guru, Timmy, and Maddie are doing a live podcast powered by Ringus Weston at the Riverina Hotel in Wagga Wagga this Friday, 6 p.m. On top of that, next Monday at 6 p.m., March 13th, Bloke and Ringers Weston are doing a merch collab. So we are releasing uh, oh. work shirts with Ringers Weston. Country wow. bloke, yes. 6 p.m. on Monday. There's a limited supply, guys. So once it's gone, 
it's gone. You won't be able to get it. We've never done shirts like this. We're also doing trucker sats. We've never done trucker, hat, trucker sats as well. Oh, they'll, they'll sell like hotcakes. So 6 p.m. on Monday, be there. But enough about that. Let's get to Dolphins <laughs> claim historic win over the Roosters. Uh, I mean, there's so many questions. But, I mean, first of all, going into the game, what were your th- feelings? Were you thinking, obviously every team has a chance, mm. but were you almost like, look, Roosters should win and win? A solid win. Oh, look, I'll be honest. That They were my thoughts. Mm. I, I, I thought that, you know, there was going to be plenty of excitement, plenty of emotion around, mm. um, you know, the Dolphins' first game. And so there should be. Um, and if there was ever a game that they were going to get up for, it was going to be their very first one. I think we may have spoke about it on the captain's run yep. last week yep. about if there was ever going to be an upset or, or a scalp, mm. a big scalp that the Dolphins were going to take, it, it was going to be round one, Roosters. Mm. I didn't tip the Roosters. Uh, sorry, I didn't tip the Dolphins. I, mm. I thought the Roosters were going to be good enough, particularly uh, they're, they're more experienced players and mm. their key position players like Keary and Tedesco, Brandon Smith going to the Roosters too. I thought, you know, at the crucial stages of the match, you know, those players in particular would have taken control and, and come up with the right plays. But mm. it was it was the exact opposite. Mm. It was Marshall King um, playing at a dummy half for the Dolphins. Um, Katoa, I thought was fantastic. Nineteen-year-old mm. on uh, playing his very first game with the Dolphins, I thought was great. Your boy Kafusi. Um, well, Felice Kafusi, what what a match he played! Oh. What a match he played! And and the, the they both teams started the game like quite well, and mm. and it was it was quite an even matchup in the early stages. You know, they were just they were getting through their sets, they were getting to their kick. Um, you know, like most teams did in round one, when you know there's a few nerves around and. Mm. You know, they just want to get into their football. But when when the game was was in the balance multiple times, mm. Felice Cafusi come up with some huge plays, not with the football, yeah. but in defense. Yeah. And he put a huge hit on Brandon Smith. Brandon Ooh. Smith, it left him on the deck yeah. for, you know, a minute and a half just mm. clutching at his ribs and took a bit of air out. Might have been a little bit embarrassed by his old, old teammate, rib I reckon. Tickler. Good old rib tickler. <laughs> but, you know, that it, it just – and. Off the back of that that strong performance, he claimed the um, what is called the Artie Legacy Medal. Mm. So it's the player of the game um, whenever the Dolphins play against the Roosters. Of course, um, the late great Arthur Beetson played for both clubs, um, and so the you know the, the the player judged to be the best player on the ground um, picks up his medal. So wonderful accolade for Fleece Kafusi to pick up in his first uh, ever performance with the Dolphins and. He was, the, he was the first player to sign a contract with the Dolphins. Yeah. He was wow. the first guy signed. So, you know, wow. it's 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 a reward for a guy that sort of, you know, signed with a lot of unknown about the franchise and what other players were going to be signed there. And, he, and he, he took a leap and it's paid off for him. I mean, his performance is incredible. And I just, I love the fact that, you know, he's he's almost saying there are no frills player. It's, it's, almost, it's almost condescending because... It sounds like he doesn't have the pizzazz or whatever to impact games. And what I loved about it was you got to see why Kafusi has been a stalwart of a part of the Queensland side, a stalwart of part of Storms. I mean, for how many years have these big, tall, wide-running forwards come through and not for a second did the Storm or Queensland go, we're going to bring someone in for Kafusi? No. He, he's defensive. Like, I'd argue he's one of the best defensive wide-running forwards that we've seen in a, yeah. In a while. Yeah, Absolutely. And and he's and he's been that way ever since he 
he's come into the NRL. Mm. Um, I remember when he when he joined the the Melbourne Storm quite some time ago. Like that was one of the features of his game was yeah, his well. defence, and and yeah. particularly the technique that he uses. Mm. You don't see that often anymore. Yeah. Where you yeah. where you where they you know bend the back a little bit, get yeah. low and hit him under the football. Um, yeah, he, he was just it was fantastic. It was a great day just being there, mate. The the question I have though, and and as as good as it was, you know, the yeah. Dolphins getting the victory. Um, the only question I do pose now to the Dolphins is, are you able to back that up? Yeah. That's going to be the difficult thing. Mm. As I said, the, the easiest part of, you know, their first up match on Sunday was was being up for the occasion. As mm. I said, it was big crowd, great day for footy, great conditions to go out there and, you know, use, use expansive football, mm. throw it wide, few offloads. They were getting a lot of offloads. Now, now that the first game's out the way – can they continue to back that up over the next month to six weeks? Mm. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I will say from a perspective of confidence, like going into this season, a lot of questions were around their roster. Mm. Is their roster an NRL roster? Yeah. I think the good thing now is is regardless of how they go now, you're right, it is. It's about a whole season worth of footy. Yeah. But at least regardless of how they can go, they can always fall back to we beat a top-tier side, so we have the yeah. team to do it. Well, they well, – yeah, they, not only beat a top tier side, there is the Roosters are a team that a fair few people have said that they're favourites to win the Premiership yeah, I, this year. I've got them as favourites. You know what I mean? Well, yourself can't yeah. be like looking at their their roster on paper that it's one of the strongest. Mm. I don't know mm. if it's it is the strongest in the NRL, but it's one of, mm. and and rightly so. You consider them one of the heavyweights, one mm. of the you know the contenders to win the Premiership. So to be able to knock them off in round one was a huge achievement, but. The, the players with the Dolphins, they can't get caught up in that hype mm. of or or even being satisfied with just beating the Roosters this year and hanging their hat on that. Well, you know, like it it wasn't a great year for us, but we beat the Roosters. Like they shouldn't be content with that. Yeah, yeah. I, if if I was playing for the Dolphins, I'd be like, hey boys, let's back this up. Mm. Let's back it up next week. Let's back it up the week after. Doesn't matter who we play. You know, I think we've shown that we're good enough, but can we? maintain that, that level of performance every week. Now, Jeremy Marshall King, mm. what about his game? He has just gone, because I think it was a couple of years ago, he wasn't really an out-and-out -out hooker. No. And I personally thought he was a great signing by the Dolphins. Mm. One of those real special ones where Wayne identifies a guy that is slowly growing into something, but he's not going to break the bank. Yeah. What were your thoughts of his game? On oh, the I thought he was great. And and some of the options that he took from dummy half, and I know you know his forwards did a great job getting him some quick play of the balls, and, and maybe the Roosters' defense was a little bit off. It probably was. But he still took his opportunities, and he you know he set up um, the hammer mm. with a line break early. Um, he come out he come out to his right-hand side. You know, one of the defenders, I think it might have been Butcher, come out of the line, he just – he, he he, he took a bit of a show, yep. and, and um, Marshall King went straight through, passed it inside to the hammer. The hammer scores. And then he co combined with um, with the goat. Marky Nichols. Marky Nichols. Oh, stop it. Yeah, just with an, uh, just a lovely little short ball um, where, you know, again, a defender come out of the line up in front of his inside man, and Marky Nichols was able to just skip into that space and just a nice short ball by Marshall King. Oh, it's fantastic. He's a perfect person for this job where he's come from the Bulldogs. Mm. He's got a fair bit of experience under his belt now. Um, you know, and, and I don't think we, we probably didn't see the best of him over the last couple of years because of the situation that he was in with the Bulldogs. Yeah. 
Um, although I thought he finished the season extremely well last year. Like his last half a dozen a game, half a dozen games were, were, were great. I remember sitting on um, a plane returning from Sydney last year after mm. some commentary and I ran into um, Peter O'Sullivan and he actually asked me oh, about wow. Marshall King. He said, mate, what are your thoughts on him? And I said, mate, I think he's perfect. Yeah, wow. He's okay. perfect for, you know, what you're trying to build there. Mm. He, he comes with a lot of experience. Um, he's got a pretty level head. He's, he's, he's quite a strong defender. He's got a, he's got a pretty good running game as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, he, he would have been in the, in the top three players on the field on Sunday. Absolutely. And, and for people listening, Peter O'Sullivan is Dolphins recruitment. That's right. Manager. Yep. Uh, actually I've got a, a bit of a funny story. So I went to their season launch and I got to interview the boys and <laughs> it was a great environment. Anyway. Except, uh, except you miss Mark Nichols. No, there's the one man you wanted. I know. I wanted the goat. <laughs> I was out there. So everyone, so I'm out there and we're talking, it's 40 degrees. Seriously, I'm dripping sweat. Absolutely dripping. Everyone packs their stuff up and they're like, because Marky Nichols hasn't rocked up. It's holding up the whole launch. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not leaving the red car, but Marky Nichols is the is the main man I want to yeah. get. He's a marquee signing, yeah. in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, then we get a message an hour later saying he's got food poisoning. So the poor bloke was on the bloody toilet. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so back to your story. Sorry, back mate. to your story. No, no, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So basically, so we got inside and I was speaking to a, a friend. I won't say who it is, but it was a player, a, mm. a player in the starting 17. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how's it preseason been, mate? And, you know, rah, rah, rah. And I, I always try to be respectfully honest when I'm talking to players. I don't want to, on a, a show, say that their roster may not be a top eight roster. Yeah. And then in person go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I think they are. So anyway, I was like, mate, like. Where's your? I, I just don't know where the explosiveness in your forward pack is going to come from. Like I, I, I like the fact that you're, um, you're veterans and you've got discipline and you're going to grind all day. But I just don't know where. Anyway, so this this player said, "Mate, I'll bet you a thousand bucks we'll make the eight. Uh, wow! Yeah, that's how confident they are in themselves. Uh, top the, eight. Top eight. He said, wow. "I'll bet you a thousand bucks." Now, as you know, Smithy, I'm a battler. I don't have that kind of cash lying no. around. Yeah. Absolute battler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I didn't take it up. I didn't take it up. But I will say I've been thinking about it more, and I reckon if they do make the eight, a bloke will donate a thousand dollars to a charity of oh, that go. player's choice. Oh, good on you. So, and what if they don't though? If they don't, they're handing the. I'll reveal the person to put. <laughs> 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 so, right, righto. I'll reach out to him, and if he's okay with that, right. uh, I'll. Uh, but yeah, so that's how confident they are, though. Wow, you know, like he, well, he good was, on him. And also, he was like on the front foot of like, nah, mate, I disagree with you. I think we got this player, we got this player, and. And I loved it. I was like, you know, that's what you want. Yeah. You want that kind of stuff. Confidence. Absolutely. I like it. Uh, now, just quickly before we go to the break, the Roosters, is it alarming? I know it's round one and disclaimer out of the way, round one, long season. Mm-hmm. But what were your thoughts on the Roosters? Um, well, they certainly weren't at their best at all. And yeah, they had some some errors there, which would be concerning, you know, coming into round one, you'd expect the Roosters to be much more disciplined than what they were on the weekend. Mm. Um and you know, like you can you can toss you know several excuses up um, as far as you know missing players. You know they were missing several of their starting players on the weekend. Um, you know short preparation. They had a lot of lot of guys involved in World Cup commitments, so mm. they've only been back sort of you know six weeks before the competition started. But from a from a team that is you know regarded as highly as they are by many people in the game, like they needed to perform better than that. They mm. really did, and and. I don't know. Maybe there was some complacency mm. um, in that game on the weekend for the Roosters, thinking, "Well, it's the new outfit um, that we're playing. 
Yeah, a lot of people have said that yeah, it's not much of a squad that they've got. They mm. haven't got any marquee players. We'll just turn up and, and win because we've got, we're the Roosters. Mm. Maybe there was. Maybe there wasn't. I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm just saying it could have been there. Mm. Um, but certainly, you know, from, from a, a, a coach's point of view, I think there, there was a couple of things there, a couple of signs that, that I'm sure Trent Robinson wouldn't have been happy with. Mm. And I spoke to him pre-game, Kempi, and I said – off the back of last year, you know, what is, what's an area of your game that you really want to improve coming into 2023? And he, and he pretty much said it's our defense. Mm. Our defense wasn't good enough last year. Mm. They just snuck into sixth. Okay, they had a, a, a poor start to the year. They won a lot of games at the end. I think they won eight straight leading into yeah, real the, run. the finals. Mm. Something around those numbers. Um, but when you look back to the, you know, the two seasons where they won those back-to-back premierships, and you look over any team that's won the premiership over the last, you know, I'm going to say 20 years, mm. they've been very strong defensively. Mm. That's the alarming part for them. They conceded 28 points, mm. 28 points yeah. against the Dolphins on Sunday. I think that's what really most of the conversations would have been about this week for, for the Roosters. Yeah, it's, uh, I think even though it's round one, it's a really disappointing. And I think that when you watch the game, it did feel like they were, in the back of their minds, they were like, look, eventually we're so good, and they are so good, mm. we'll be able to get the points that we need to. Yeah. And they didn't really get into the grind. They no. didn't sit there and go, okay, let's calm it all down, yeah. get through five sets, no errors, kick into the corners and see yeah. what happens. Notoriously slow starters. I think mm. out of the last five round one matches that they've played the last five years, they've only won one. You know what I mean, mm. and and I don't think that's a plan. Like mm. you, you're not happy losing those early oh, matches. Absolutely not. Like you need to bank them. I'd rather bank wins early, right, mm. than try to you know get through an Origin series and then go right, oh boys, let's yeah. let's try and get some wins now. We're not sitting in the we're you know we're sort of we're out of the eight or we're just on the edge of it. We need to get some wins. Get them early. Get them early. So then you know where exactly where you're at and you can plan. You know those last sort of month and a half going into finals. Well, if they had won a few more earlier games last year, they would have been top four. And they wouldn't That's have right. ran into the Rabbit Rabbitohs That's most right. likely. And yeah. all of a sudden, the season looks different. Yeah. Uh, now, look, we're going to head to a break. Make sure to text in 0457 736 736. Or give us a call. Ask any footy questions. 1300 01 1170. Uh, we've got uh, the Broncos' huge upset win over the Premiers and all but one match round one was decided by 10 points or less. So we'll discuss, is this a sign of how close the competition will be this year? We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give us a call, one 1170 or give us a text, 0457 736 736. And follow us on SEN League on Instagram, so at SEN League, or on Twitter, at Captain's Run NRL. But we actually have a caller here. We've got Blake from Toowoomba. Blake, you there, mate? Hey, how you going, boys? Hey, Blake. Um, got a smoky for Dalian for years. Who you I'm got, mate? I'm a Cowboys supporter. But um, I'd love Scotty D to get it, but I think Kalen Pong is in for a good year. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. KP, what do you reckon, Smitty? Um, oh, look, there's no doubt that he's he's got the ability to do that, like to pick up, you know, Big points for the Newcastle side. I think you know whenever they're winning, he's going to have a major um, effect on their performances. So um, I think mm-hmm. he, as I said, he's got the ability to do it, Blake. But just whether he can stay on the field, I think that's the issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure, definitely. But yes, he's got the pack. Or yeah, he just needs someone to stand up with the forward pack and that. But yeah, yeah. like you said, he's definitely got the ability for it. 
a nice Cameron you- Smith doing the hooking would be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, get him out of retirement. Get him out of retirement. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> mate, I think with KP, I know he wouldn't be personally, but like my main focus with Kalen is just just be on the field for as long as you can this season. Mm. Like that's the main focus. If I can get as many minutes in as possible, because you'd be surprised that you can do as much training as you want. You can have the best science, the best facilities, everything. Nothing beats just time on the footy field, timing, uh, the feel for defense. It it, it truly is like you, you honestly, when you're a player, you don't realize it until you're halfway through the season and you're realizing, Oh, like this is kind of easy, not easy, but it's Mm. getting easier. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the biggest challenge KP faces this year. Hey Blake, yeah, you're, exactly. you're a cowboy. You, you said you're a Cowboys fan, mate. What do you what do you think of their first up round match? Oh, fuck, that's the best first half I've ever seen in my life. To be honest, um, kind of fell away a bit, but it's Canberra, so they're always going to come out tough and like they always do. We can't put them away, but I'm yep. glad they're stuck in there. So I think we're in for a good year as well. Scotty Drinkwater, mate, happy with his performance. Oh my god, he's a freak, absolute freak. <laughs> the drink. <laughs> The great drink, mate. Mate, thank you so much for calling. Good Blake. on you, Blake. Appreciate it, mate. Now uh, we're going to head to the news. After the news, we have the great Benjamin Hunt. Oh. The Benjamin Hunt's going to join us. So stay tuned after the news. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to text in 0457736736. And we've got some great texts here, Smithy. Some great texts. Uh, hey. Um, one of the texts here, so apologies. Hey, guys, is there an issue for the Sharkies watching their defense on the weekend? Oh, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I think um, they, were, they were certainly missing um, Nico Hines, um, just a bit of their direction. Mm. Um, the Defense was a strong part of their game last year and, and uh, an area that they improved a lot coming out of uh, 2021. Mm. Um, but you know, I think, yeah, it's, it's hard. Like it's, we all want to win every match. Mm. Um, but again, it's, it is round one and we just, sometimes we just got to let the team settle a little bit and we'll we'll get a good indication. I think a month in, um, where all the teams are at and, um, yeah, as I said, you know, Nico Hines not being there, he's he's a huge part of their team. He's Mm. got a massive influence on the way they play, um, I think when he comes back, when he does come back, he's still not in the side. Yeah. Which is yeah. a little bit concerning for yeah. the Sharkies fans. And there's a few little rumours he- running around saying, you know, that the issue with the calf is a little bit more serious than what they're letting on. So um, we'll see how that, that pans out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, look, if I'm going to be super critical with the Sharkies, and this is just like nitpicking, because I think it's round one, they'll be fine. I will say, in finals footy, they began to leak quite a few points defensively. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then, obviously, round one. And so, all the big games they've had since, you know, the new Sharks have been around, mm. they have seemed to not play as well in the bigger games. Uh, yes, that's true. being super nitpicky, though. It's yep. You know, we don't have much of a, you know, much data to go on. But on the games that we've seen, finals footy and then round one. Yep. Um, so, But I think they'll be fine. I think they, they've got an incredible roster. Hines will be great when he gets back. But we have the great Benjamin Hunt on the line here. Benny Hunt, you there, mate? Yeah, mate. How are you? Those are. When was the last time you were called Benjamin? Oh, a couple of boys called me that in training when they're trying to have a go at me. But I'm only, I'm only, I'm only Ben, mate. Hey, honey. Um, big uh, big year last year, 2022. Obviously, you know, with the Dragons, played a 
a, a huge role there, mate, with um, with the red and white, and then uh, Queensland obviously having an integral part, particularly in Game Three, uh, enormous, and then World Cup duties. How's the body and, and the mind going going into another season? Ah, uh, yeah, it's pretty good now, Smithy. Um, to be honest, when we went back to training after Christmas, I was a bit a bit nervous about it. I was still feeling a bit. Um, you know, like, like I wanted a bit more of a break. Um, <laughs> it was a long year. Contributed a lot and um, you know, played a lot of footy and obviously mm. finished with the World Cup. I was you know, feeling a bit bit drained. And usually yeah. when pre-season rolls around, you're, you're ready. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm keen to get back into it and do something yep. now. But you know, a couple of days before I was riding back to Sydney, I was like, oh, geez, I don't really feel like going back to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean... But, mate, uh, the, uh, the club's been really good, mate. They rested me a bit and, you know, I've really taken care of me the, the few weeks we've had leading to the trial, so I'm feeling good to go. Mate, uh, maybe that's why you guys had such a long career because I never wanted to go back to prison. <laughs> so maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's the difference. Now, Brucey, uh, obviously you guys are under the microscope at the moment. There's a lot of pressure at the club, you know, a lot of chat, anything that goes right or wrong, you know, it's going to be in the media. I just want to ask, like, you know, you've been around the trap for a while now and you've been in these high-pressure situations. What do you reckon – how do you reckon you're handling this differently now, say, to five to six years ago when it's all kind of – it feels like a bit of a whirlwind? Yeah, well, well personally for me, it's obviously it's a lot easier because like I just touched on five or six years ago, I was a lot younger and you know, I didn't really know how to take these situations. But now, I, you know, I've got a lot more insight on I guess, you know, being a senior player and – talk to the coach and staff and hook a lot more and uh, a lot closer to the situation. I, I feel like that I'm a lot more comfortable because I know what's really going on, not just, you know, hearing it from different people about different things that's happening. I really have got a good grasp on what the situations are and things like that. And to be honest, internally, they haven't been, um, you know, probably as major as media have made them out to be. Yes, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of a few things that have happened that you know, you'd rather didn't happen, but um, you know, from the inside, we're feeling really good and really excited to get into the season. Well, mate, I think all Dragons fans they'd be really pleased to hear that. That internally, you know, you're all confident about the season ahead, and um, everyone's looking forward to it. What about what about the pressure? You know, can be just touched on. You know, pressure around the group and, and winning footy games, particularly. What about Anthony Griffin, mate, head coach? How's he been through the preseason, and and what are the players thinking for him um, leading into this year? Yeah, he's been really good, mate, uh, through the preseason. Um, I've noticed this this preseason coming back. He's uh, he's put a lot more. Um, oh, he's let the assistant coaches take a lot more control and mm. and run a lot of things differently. Uh, we've got we've got two new assistant coaches coming in this year, and in Ryan Carr and Benny Walton. You know, they've done a great job um, of setting the team up with how they want to run defence and offence and, you know, Hooks just sort of sat back and, and let them do their thing. And, you know, it's been really good. Obviously, he chimes in uh, where he needs to, but, um, you know, he's been really good. And I, he, I don't think he's noticing any pressure at all, you know. Yep. He, he, he always says to us that he never reads into the media and things like that, so he doesn't know what's going on. But I generally think that, you know, he's, he's feeling really good. He's confident about our squad and... Um, you know, what we can produce, um, we just got to get out and you know repay the favour. Now, Benny, you, as a leader of the team, you Dragons are in this you know interesting position because they have such good young talent, and 
you know, I think some of the young talent, they maybe they they came onto the scene, you know, guns blazing, and then last year was a little bit quiet. What are you doing to help guys like, you know, even a guy like Lomax, I know he's been around for a while, but he's super, super talented, like some of the best talent of centers in all the game. What are you doing as a leader to try to give these young fellas confidence to really realize their potential? Yeah, you're right, Kim, but they, they really burst onto the scene and, you know, show glimpses of how special they are and I guess probably got a, a lot of media hype that, you know, really blew them up and uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they got ahead of themselves or whatnot, but, you know, everyone sort of comes crashing back down at some stage if you don't have a couple of good games. But the biggest thing that I've been trying to teach them is to, you know, really narrow the gap between your best game and your worst game. Um, you can You can do all the all the best things in the world and the flashiest plays. But, you know, if every second or third one you're making an error or it's not coming off, then you're not helping the team. So I'm just trying to, you know, really balance balance them out and, and when to use their their ability and, you know, go for those big plays and, you know, when to play it safe and, and you know, play a controlled game. Now, when you're talking about those young fellas, you know, joining you in the, in the spine, um, yourself and, and Moses Empire, um, you know, Sloaney and Jaden yeah. Sullivan... If, if mate, if things don't go to plan, right? Say if you have a couple of losses here and there, or performances aren't up to scratch, do you th- do you think it's important that that the club just sticks with those players though, to try and give them an opportunity just to spend yeah. a bit more time in the NRL and form those combinations? Yeah, definitely, Smithy. Oh, I think that's what they've got to do. Um, Moses and Byers come back in the preseason and, and said he wants to have a genuine crack at being a number nine, and he's worked really hard on on his craft at being that. And you know, he's just sort of bobbed in and out of there in the past, so. It's good that he wants to come back and, and really make a go of that. And, you know, he's obviously just come a long way in the last three, four weeks and, you know, doing a lot of work on that. So that's really good. And for those young guys, it's definitely about just leaving them in there and letting them get the experience. Uh, you know, the, the only way to learn and, and to get better, I think, is to, mm. to be out there experiencing it at a high pace and, you know, adjusting as you go. Mate, uh, you've lost Josh Maguire a couple of years ago or about a year ago. Then Andrew McCulloch, he's also, Macker has moved on. So that, two of your best mates, mate. Who's the who's the team pest now? Obviously, you would be one of them, but who's the team pest now? Yeah, a couple of old war horses that hung them up. But um, oh, Jack Bird's always been a bit of a pest. He, he's around. And between being a pest and complaining about everything, it's it's probably, yeah, probably Birdie. It's... <laughs> But, um, yeah, no one will be on Moose's level as a pest. So, uh, <laughs> oh, mate. So, he's an immortal. He's literally an immortal pest. If there was a mortal, he'd be their number one. <laughs> number one. Um, now, also, the great Blake Laurie, the, the, the brick in the middle there, he actually, I, I feel like he's probably been your best player of the trials, especially against St. Helens. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, he, you know, he just re-signed a new deal how how do you see his season kind of panning out? Yeah, big Colonel Laurie in the middle, mate. He's been exceptional. Um, you know, I've noticed a real change in him since I come back after Christmas. He, you know, he really wants to be a leader and an experienced player, and yeah, you know, someone that the younger forwards and that that can lean on and uh, rely on to really help them in the middle. And I've definitely noticed that he's he's doing a lot of things that. Well, but I've noticed that he wasn't doing, you know, last year or in previous years, and he's just hungry for uh, for um, for success. He, he's just a guy that really wants a bad. You know, you can rely on him, and he do all the hard yards. And um, you know, I think he's in for one of his best years for sure. 
Now, mate, you boys had the opportunity to uh, have the round one bye. What did you make of, of round one, of the footy played? Um, and looking forward to your very your first game of the year against um, against the Titans this weekend. Yeah, mate, it's it pretty interesting just to you know, sit around for the first weekend and just watch the footy. And, geez, wasn't it some high-quality footy, I thought, for, for round one? Um, you know, just the pace of the game and, you know, some of the some of the quality of, you know, the teams rolled out for round one, I thought it was really good. And, you know, I sat down and watched the Tigers-Titans game and, you know, I thought Titans looked pretty sharp. They threw, they threw a lot at the Tigers, mm. you know, um, in that second half. And, um, you know, I... I think it's going to be a pretty quality match come Sunday with them. Now, for yourself personally, Benny Hunt, had an incredible year last year, you know, one of your best years of your career. What's the kind of, you know, I know you've got the obvious goals of, you know, leading top eight, leading the team to top eight, but I guess how do you go from last year to a, an, another level on top of that? What's the kind of plan for you personally? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah personally, I, you know, like you touched on how Kempi last year was, you know, well, I think probably my best career year that I've had and, you know, playing rep footy and, you know, winning a World Cup and things like that. But I still haven't fulfilled, like, you know, what I want to fulfill. Um, you know, personally, I really want to get the Dragons into the finals and, you know, win some finals games. That's, in the end, for me anyway, in the end, that's why I play the game. I want to play finals footy and be there and at the end of the year and really challenging. So um, that's where I want to get this team to. And, you know, I, I believe we're... We're definitely a year closer. We've, we've got a good mix of the young guys and old guys now. And, you know, if those young guys can take another step and, you know, really develop, you know, I think we've got a team to do it. So that's where you know, I'm headed. You know, personally, this year, I want to get the Dragons into the finals. Mate, Brucey, thank you so much, Dozer, for giving us a, uh, for calling us um, or coming on the show. Apologies. Really appreciate your time, mate. And, uh, yeah, good luck this year, mate. No worries, lads. Appreciate good luck, it. honey. Good on you, mate. There he is, the great Dozer. Oh, man, one of the great origin moments. Holy. Oh, I still remember it clear as day. <laughs> my man beside me couldn't contain himself. He couldn't contain I himself. Could've. I, I could've. was jumping on my bed in my what hotel room. What a moment. Uh, incredible stuff. Now, hey, I'll tell you why, Dragons fans, they'll be excited to hear that. Oh, absolutely. Benny Hunt saying, hey, I want to take this team to the finals. Yeah, and also Dragons fans, I know, you know there's been a lot of pressure around it, but last year there were only, I think, two wins out of the eight. They weren't far. And so they kind of uh, snuck up on everyone and, and did solidly last year. So it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially with a guy like Ben Hunt leading them around. Now, we're going to head to the break. After the break, best hands thanks to Schnitz. They're back, guys. Oh, Schnitties. they're back. Anyway, yes. let's get to the break. After that, best hands thanks to Schnitz. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Oh, yeah. Schnitties are back. Thanks to Schnitz. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with myself and Cam Smith. Uh, thanks to the SEN app. Download it today for free in the App Store and listen anywhere, anytime. But we have best hands. Thanks to Schnitz. Ready to go. Back for another year. What do we got, Smithy? Righto, mate. We got one point going to KP, Kalen Ponga, um, for his lovely hands to Heimel Hunt to score in the corner against the Warriors. I know they went down against the Warriors. Um, but yeah, just the skill on show by Kalen Ponga in particular. Mm. Going to be interesting to see how he goes with that number six jersey on his back all year. It's, uh, it, I mean, it's like the caller said. If he nails it and he stays on, yeah, he will be up there in the top of the tier of the Dalian for yeah. sure. Yeah, top handful of players for sure. has to be, oh. particularly with you know he's going to have higher involvement being in mm. the front line and whatnot. Yeah, 
Great hands by KP. Two points, Herbie Farmworth. Well, Herbie Farmworth was when he chased that that uh, grubber from um, Ezra Mam mm. in, in those awful conditions. Well, they weren't awful. I've seen worse, but the wet conditions down in Penrith last Friday to score his second try against the Penny Panthers. Great win by the Broncos. I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that, Kempi. Oh, Kempe. yeah. Did you tip the Broncos? No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, I can't remember, you Smithy. Didn't. I can't remember. I don't think you did. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that was great work. Herbie, great to see Herbie back yep. um, on the field. He's a huge part of that Broncos outfit. But three points goes to, well, our man, Munster. The mad dog. Cameron Munster. He's uh, his show and go to set up young Ton Mapia um, against the Eels on Thursday. It was Still the cute. scrum play. Mm. Now, I'm going to ask you, because you, mm. I know you love your footy. Okay. Have you seen that play before run by the Melbourne Storm and a try has been scored off it? Yes, I have. What, Ryan when? Pappenhausen dummying to Nass in the grand final. That's it. When, That's when, it, so. mate. There you go. Here we go. There you go, listeners. He loves his footy. He watches oh, all the yeah. games. Um, and if you're thinking you've seen that play before, that's where it was from. But Pap, it was Pappy that, that yep. ran the play. Pinned his ears back and he just went. And he pretty much, yeah, just wrapped up that grand final. So um, well done to those boys. One point KP, two points Herbie Farmworth, three points to Cam Munster. Schnitz bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted schnitzels. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run for Hour 2. We've got some text here, Smitty. Yep. Uh, hey, Kempe and Goat, what do you think the Tigers will need to fix to take the next step? Is it admin slash board problem, or is the club just cursed? No, I, I think just I think the footy side needs to go out there and just win some footy games. Mm. I, I'll tell you one way to to help do that. Start Appy Corison. Oh, wow. Please. Wow. Start him. So confusing. I know there would have been some plan behind it and, and whatnot, but... The thing I'm I'm a little bit confused about, right? So Robbie Farrer's a um, an assistant coach there, mm. or part of the coaching staff. What what would what would Faz's thoughts have been on Appy coming off the bench? Surely he would be. Safe I, I don't start. think I don't think I don't think Robbie surely ever started off the bench. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's a, he's a starting nine, mm. and I'm sure if if Sheenzy would have said to Robbie during his career, mate, you start off the bench, we'll just give the other. Like let him start. He would have said no, mate. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. I'm your I'm your number one choice, number nine. Mm. I'm getting out there. Yeah, it was a really strange decision because he's the marquee signing. He's the captain of the club, yeah. and you know, I, Tim Sheens, I think, kind of came out and basically said, you know, he hadn't played any trials and that. But this is a veteran here. You know, this he, is, he knows what he, he means, knows man. what he's doing. And plus, on top of that, you know, I know people say, well, at Penrith, he didn't. He's like, we're talking about the back-to-back premiers here. Yeah. They can yeah. afford to be a bit cute with the interchanges. Yeah. Different setup, too. You know, Tigers need to get off to a crazy good start and hopefully not get run down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so hopefully they can fix that. Look, the good thing is, is they got the roster. Don't be too disappointed. Yes, it was a disappointing loss on the weekend, but it is round one. And how often do you, you get to round 20 and you almost forget what the, oh. the team was playing around. Yep. So... I think it's going to take time, just like the Bulldogs. I think it's great to be excited about the recruit recruits, but it takes time for these combinations mm. to gel. Game time. Oh, mate, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you should start your hook. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, let's get into NRL Independent Doctor. Should clubs and coaches be trusted to identify concussions and withdraw players from matches? Ricky Stewart has come out and, uh, you know, implied that the RLPA you have pushed for this and – that they, they the RLPA don't trust the coaches, mm-hmm. uh, and he believes that the coaches and the doctors, club doctors, should make the decision. Wayne Bennett has also come out, and he he was 
similar to Ricky, but from a different angle. He just thinks that clubs need to be held more accountable. So mm-hmm. if you do put someone on with HR, you should be fined significantly. Wow. Yep. That's where Wayne's coming from. And Adam O'Brien was also critical in regards to the Kalen Ponga situation where he was surprised that Kalen had come off. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the situation, mate? Yeah, I tend to – there's a couple over the weekend where I've seen that players were taken off um, from the decision of the independent doctor um, afterwards. Like this is – I'm talking, you know, a couple of minutes afterwards. Play was stopped and then they – Asked that player to leave the field. Um, and there wasn't much in it. Like the Kalen Ponga thing, wasn't much in it. Um, I think Jared Wallace was asked to leave the field in the game on Sunday, playing for the Dolphins, where it looked like he just, he may have got like a stinger, which is, you know, a bit of a um, sort of a tingling sens- sensation through the shoulder and arm after you, you know, get a little bit sort of bent up in tackles. Um, and they were asked to leave the field. So, the, the thing I have about the independent doctor, and I, and I know this is all around, you know, logistics and, and, and it could be a fair bit to do with, you know, the financial situation as mm. well. The independent doctor sits in the bunker mm. with, the, with the bunker officials. So he's not actually at the field, at the grounds, assessing these players, watching game live. Um, he's viewing it from, um, you know, the bunker in, in Sydney. Sure, he's got... Several angles to look at at on the on the replays and all that sort of stuff, but I just think we need to have the, the if there's an independent doctor for all of the games ruling on these incidents, I think they need to be at the ground. Mm. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, I agree, and I think you know I understand Ricky's frustration, and I don't really think it's about trust; it's about removing conflicts of interest in in regards to independent. Exactly, doctor. that's a great way of saying it. Mate. Because you know, yeah, okay, we can try to trust the coaches, but. You're not going to be thinking clearly when the top eight is on the line, there's five minutes to go, Yep. and you've got a star player that copped a little knock. He's not He's not dizzy. He's not stumbling around. Mm. You know, you're yeah, not going to be – There's no obvious signs. There's no obvious signs. You, you're not going to be thinking as clearly as someone that has no skin in the game. And not just, not just when the game's on the line. What if your job's on the line? 100%. And you need that win that weekend. And look, no disrespect to Adam O'Brien, but if he loses a few games – you know, he's in that position. He's in that position. So, and I'm not saying that he would have put it back on, but the reason why independent doctor is this is removing conflict of interest. Absolutely. Uh, now we've got actually some audio though of Luke Keary uh, yesterday backing the NRL's independent doctor. Uh, let's have a listen to that. There's obviously a designated doctor sitting there just watching that. So, like, as a player, as much as it's frustrating sometimes if they might have got it wrong, I think as a player they'll we appreciate it. Even if we don't all say it, we, we would appreciate it that someone's actually sitting there looking out for us. It's obviously hard. Sometimes our docs are in the dressing rooms with people doing the concussion protocols to get back on. They're looking at other stuff. There's a lot of things going on that's at the actual ground, so it's good. So that's Luke Keary, um, half for the Roosters. And as we said on the weekend, he's wearing the headgear. And he has suffered several concussions. So, you know, fairly... Um, credentialed person to be talking about this issue, mm. um, and and let's let's not get get mixed up with what we're talking about here. The doctors, the NRL, the coaches, they they all have this the best intentions for the players mm-hmm. and looking after their welfare, looking after their safety. Um, but I, I think there's just yeah, there, there's a few discussions or, or disagreements in particular around you know the independent doctor and and sometimes. Getting it wrong. I heard. I heard some comments from from Billy Slater as well, talking about you know, yeah, you know, his personal experience with head knocks and during his career. So he said, "Look, 
I've had I've had several knocks or blows to my head and face area throughout my career. He said, I've been stretched off on a Medicab mm. when he was knocked out clean. He was yeah. playing against the Raiders. See, Soliola yeah, right. got him with with a high tackle that mm. you know wasn't it wasn't intentional. Just got him high, and mm. and he was knocked out cold, right? And he said, but there's been other times where I've been running the football or or making a, a, a cover tackle or something like that where you know I've I've copped a whack in the face or in the head, and you know you you, you get a cut on your eyebrow or on your chin or something like that. But I've had zero effect. I have not felt dazed. I have not mm. you know felt sort of unsure of where I am or had any sort of, you know, instant sort of memory loss. It's just one of those things that you can, you can get a, a, a glancing blow to the face or head mm. and be okay. Mm. So I think that's at the moment, I think we're all one way. Mm. So any sort of knock to the head or, or face or, or even around the neck, we're just taking players off the field. I think that's the frustrating part, but we just, everyone has got to remember the best intentions for the for the players and their welfare. Mm. That that's 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 what these decisions are based on. Mm. Yeah, no, I, mate, I totally agree. I think I think as as you alluded to, having a doctor at the ground, an independent one, it won't remove the ones that we get wrong, yes. but I think it would help a little bit. Mm. I do also think that, and look, I understand the fifteen minutes. I think it's there, and you may know more about this because there may be delayed symptoms. That's why they have to wait yep. so long. Yep, but. Hopefully there's a bit of a middle ground because like you could clearly see Kalen was fine. Like mm. he was totally fine. There was, I, I'd assume very minimal chances of delayed concussion symptoms. Yep. So could you get him back on after five minutes? You know, mm. is there a way we could meet in yeah. the middle a bit? Maybe. Yeah. That's a difficult one too. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, you know, some, Ricky Stewart coming out talking about RLPA doesn't trust the coaches. Blah, blah, blah. I, I'll tell you what, another reason why the independent doctors involved the players yeah, a, a lot of the time the players are their worst enemy, and I'll put my hand up. Yeah, I'll mean. put my hand up if 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 I was if I was playing, in a, particularly in a tie game, and and not even has to be a tie game. Like I used to hate coming off the field, Kim. Mm. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah, and when when you know we, we might be out there playing a, a good game or even a tie game, whatever it was. Um, if someone came to me and said, "Mate, are you feel are you feeling dazed? Are you feeling okay?" I'd say, "Yeah, mate, I'm fine. Yeah, leave so, me alone. Yeah. Go tell the coach I'm good." Yeah. Mate, it's and that's it's the and, toughness and, and, part. Yeah, and and that it's something that you've it's sort of like a badge of honor type of thing, and and a lot of people go, well, mate, that's that's a bit silly, but mm. until you get the opportunity to go out there and play that elite style of football, mm. you know, you don't want to give it up. You yeah. don't want to give up an opportunity to be out there playing mm. NRL football. So, I think on on the most part, you know, players can be their worst enemies as well, which is why we've now got independent people making those decisions. Yeah, agreed, mate. And you, players, they're not they're not thinking about 20, 30, 40 years. That's right. They're thinking about right now, yep. I need to be tough to play rugby league. I love this game. I love that part of it. Yep. Uh, so, mate, yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's such a tough one because I, I will say, I think this is one of those real situations, very rarely, where everyone is coming from the best place yes if you know what i mean right. yeah it's there's not really one side that is coming from a negative place no, everyone wants what's right. best for everyone yeah it's just because it's such murky waters we don't know mm. what's right or wrong yeah. and we're, we're working our way through it yeah um so i can understand the nrl having the independent doctor and and i, I think it's it's probably the way to go in my opinion you're gonna have to have an independent doctor uh now uh mitch moses contract saga uh, could the ongoing uh, details be a distraction for a halfback? He's also come out and he, he seemed quite a bit frustrated a couple of days ago, basically mm. said, you know, 
Uh, some journalists that have been reporting on this and media outlets, they don't have any clue what the numbers are. So I think the implication there, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the implication is, you know, the 1.2 and $1.4 million figures are probably inflated. Yep. Uh, that's, that's only assumption, but not that's accurate. It, not, not accurate. Uh, because then the questions for Mitch Moses are, are you greedy and all that kind of stuff? What, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the situation? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's it's hard. Like, who's giving these numbers to these people? Mm. You know, like, is it is it agents talking? Is it clubs talking, footy manager, whoever? Mm. I'd like to think that, you know, they're, they're keeping it relatively quiet. It's and, confidential. Yeah, confidential. Um, because, you know, let's just say, let's just say a club outside of Parramatta are trying to sign Mitch Moses mm. and then they release, you know, the, the details of that, of that contract or that offer. Mm. If I was Mitch Moses, I'd be a little bit dirty yeah, on that sure. and, it, and it could cause, you know, some issues moving forward. So, um, you know, but at the same time, contract talks can be a huge distraction, mm. it, particularly, you know, when you're playing for a club like Parramatta, a huge club in, in the competition, um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot is reported on around their club and, mm. their, and their player players and, and their sort of their performances on the weekend, and also his position in that footy side, like mm. be, being being the half, being the man that they look to to you know, you know produce you know good performances every week. It can become a distraction if you're not if you're not strong enough as a as individually, you mm. know, to to put it aside and go out and play. And as a group too, like you, re- you really need to be a strong group to move through, you know, distractions outside of your control because that's ultimately that's what it's all about. You control the things you can control. You can't control what people write about you, what people say about you, and and they're going to say some some things that are positive and some things that are negative at times. Yeah, but what you got to control is the things you you can control and just move forward with that. Now mm. that's the question. Can Mitch Moses do that and, and can the Parramatta Eels do that until a decision's made? Yeah, it's a really interesting time for the Eels because this is their next four games. Sharkies, Sea Eagles, Panthers, Roosters. Yeah, it's it's the toughest run out of any club. Oh in the next mate. Month. And so you, you already know that the, the narrative, if they lose another couple of games, the narrative will be this is a distraction. Yeah. Well fingers will start getting pointed. Pointed at, um, at Mitch, yeah. And so I, I personally, I hope it gets it done. I, I was thinking, I think I tipped last week, I thought there was going to be an announcement before the game. Yeah, round you one. did say that. Wrong. I mean, it's the first time in my life, Smithy. feels weird. <laughs> feels really weird, bro. Holy. First time you got it wrong. Mate, got it wrong. It's bizarre. It's a strange feeling. I have to, oh. I'd hate to say I'm not going to get used to it, though. No, I'll never be wrong again. <laughs> um, mate, we've got some text here. Uh, and, oh, yeah, just quickly back on Mitch Moses. Like this whole greedy narrative, like, you know, obviously fans, you can do, the community can do, think what they want, but yep. don't buy into this greedy narrative. There's No. This this bloke's not a greedy bloke. We don't know what the figures are, and he's just trying to do what's best for himself. He's yep. a, he is a commodity that's yep. trying to get paid for his work. And, and, and we said this a thousand times, and I'll say it again. If someone's willing to pay it to you. That's what you're worth. What, what? Yeah, what's wrong with taking it? Yeah. <laughs> and, if you, and if you're a little bit upset with those figures, well... Go speak to the clubs, yeah. not the player. Yeah, the player was. Oh no, nah, sorry, mate. I'm not worth that. I'll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I'm worth a bit less than that. Anyway, come on. Uh, now we've got some text here. Hey guys, what did you think of the Wade Graham hit? Illegal these days, but did that not look spectacular a few years ago? That would be on every NRL commercial. Cheers, Matt. Uh, yes, it would. I, I agree with you. It'd mm. be on every commercial, every promo. Um, if you if you watch those ads closely, there still are some big yes. hits that are not not quite. Legal yes. in today's game, yes. Um, so we do still use them, um, <laughs> but no. Look, 
you know, we're just talking about HIAs and all that sort of stuff. And the modern game, as it, it does look spectacular, it, it you know, it's it's what separates our game from others, but it's illegal. Mm. It's just, you can't do that now. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people go, unfortunately, yeah, but it's just, it's where you're at. Like, there's rules in place now to protect ball carriers in particular. Mm. Um, you just can't get away with it. You've got to be so cautious and careful on your tackle selection and the way you go in and, mm. and, and, and attack a ball carrier as a defender. Yeah, it's one of those situations where I personally, it's unfortunate that we're not going to see those big hits as much, but... Mm. It's just too much of a risk on your team. You just yeah. you just can't really afford to like. It is great if you get the boys up, like Kafusi. Yes, he risked it. He nailed it. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you know, now he's going to spend four weeks on the sideline. Long time. You know, it's a long, long time. But yep. you're right, uh, Matt. It it would be on the highlight reel forever uh, yes. back in the day. Um, but I think it's understandable why the the tackle's not. We're trying to look out for the players. Yep. You know, well being long term. Yep. Uh, now. Hey, boys, never too early for some origin talk. Did you see Turbo playing this year if he's fit? Is it risky playing that high-intensity footy when you're coming back from a serious injury with higher, higher reoccurrence? Cheers, boys. Up the mighty Maroons. Oh, if he's fit, he will have a Blues jersey. Oh, oh, I think that's the short and... Shortest ever. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. If he's fit, he will be pulling on a sky blue jersey come game one. Mm. And and it's you know what it's great for the Origin Arena because he is amazing in Origin. Yeah, I will say it, I actually it sounds a bit strange, but I actually liked that he pulled up a little bit. And I know that sounds weird. Uh, I was just about to say the same thing. There was a couple of times where he got the ball. It looked like he was going to just pin it. Yeah, but, but he sort of he half went. Oh no, nah, I might ease up here, and he and he got caught from behind. Yeah, like a couple of defenders were chasing him down. Mm. Where in yeah, you, know, you sort of think three four years ago. Boom. Gone. Gonskis. You're not you catching know? him. Um, so maybe, yeah, he's maybe just thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to ease myself back into this. We're in a, we're in a commanding position at the moment. Mm. I don't need to overextend. Mm. Um, yeah. It was interesting. I actually, when I, as soon as it happened, I stood up and I went, wow. Well, yeah. Is he, you know, and you sort of start thinking, is he 100% or is he looking after himself? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really interesting because even though he was playing within himself, he still had massive impact on the game. Oh, huge influence. So just, when, just being there. Oh, far out. Just being there. And so you look at it and you go, you know, maybe we're going to see a new turbo that he may not be as electrifying high speed as a couple of years ago, mm. but he's still going to – it's kind of like um, a little bit when Darren Lockyer lost a, a, a bit of pace and yep. he moved to six. Yep. You know, back in the day when he was playing fullback, his speed just with that sweet play was just incredible. Yep. And then he just pulled things back a bit. Yep. Uh, and I, I wonder where Tommy is going to be. You know, he's going to focus more on the hit-ups and, and the ball playing. Anyway, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got, uh, I mean, I mean, have we got another Holy Schnitz moment? I think we do. Holy Schnitz. Oh, how good. That is fantastic <laughs> to hear. So after the break, we've got our Holy Schnitz moment. We've got a preview of the round. We've got text to get to. So make sure to stay tuned. Holy Schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cam Smith. Now it's time for our Holy Schnitz, where you're sitting on the couch, Smithy, and you literally yelled at your TV, Holy Schnitz, or in the commentary box. Yeah, I was at the ground when I yelled out Holy Schnitz when this moment happened. Cam Munster. Yeah. Wow. Compound fracture of the Ooh. finger. It was disgusting. I don't know. Like, and then takes a photo of it and shares. No. Shares it. 
Yeah. Uh, come on, mate. Yeah. Like, we don't want to see that stuff. Definitely don't want to see that. Um, but just, yeah, just when it happened, he ran off the field. You could half see the, 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 the finger sort of sticking out sideways. And uh, it was confirmed by um, the medical staff of the Melbourne Storm that the bone had come out of the skin. But the effort by Cam to come back on the field, oh. he, he just strapped it up and said, no, nah, I'm going back out there. Mm. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure the medical staff would have said, mate, look, it's round one. Just give it a spell. Mm. I'm sure he would have said, no, nah, I'm getting back out there. Um, I know how important this round one win is to us. We want to continue this record for mm. the club and for Craig Bellamy. Went back out there and was huge in the second half of the storm to get it mm. done. So that was my holy schnitz moment. Oh, man. What a message that sends to the rest of the team. Yeah. You know, one of your leaders going, look, it is round one. And, you know, most teams we'd sit out. Nah, we're getting the job done. My finger bone is out of the skin. Ooh, yuck. yuck. <laughs> He's now out for, what, two or three weeks? Yeah. I, I hear reports from yeah, the storm. Yeah, got surgery, I think, mm. uh, two or three weeks. Uh, now, What was your moment? My moment was actually in the UFC. So John Jones returns from three years off. Goes up a weight division, yes, and he taps out the number one contender Cyril game in like a minute. And so now he he's been heavyweight champ. Uh, he's been heavyweight champ, and I think light heavyweight champ. Wow! Three years off. Three years off. That's crazy. Comes back and goes up a weight division, and then gets the the belt. Absolutely, I was yelling holy schnitz for a whole day. I know they're big moments, right? I'm I, I don't watch a lot of UFC. Yeah. And I, and I know they're huge moments watching, you know, those first round knockouts and whatever. Mm. Um, but if you're paying like huge amounts of do- money <laughs> yeah. to go and watch these events mm. and the main event comes on and bang, it's all over. Mm. Do you feel sort of, do you leave? Shortchanged? Yeah. Well, they, Or is they, it just, you know, going to these events, like a knockout could happen in the first five seconds. Well, I think what they try to do is they put on such a long card gotcha. of entertaining fights. You get your money's you worth. You get your money's worth. Okay. Because the fights literally go for like, I think like if you do, so you've got the undercard, then yes. the prelims. Yep. You're looking at like, I think it's 10 fights all up. Right. So you're looking at like three or four hours gotcha. minimum. Gotcha. Minimum. Okay. So you get your, but you're right though. It was a bit like, oh, I wish we could have seen more of John Jones because we yeah. haven't seen him in so long. Right. Um. So yes, that is when I yelled, holy schnitz. Well uh, done. In my lounge room. Uh, got that winning taste right now. Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzel, made fresh and made just for you. Now, after the break, we're going to preview the round. We're going to get to your text, all that good stuff. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. And don't forget, this Friday, Bloke, myself, Guru, Timmy and Maddie will be at the Riverina Hotel in Wagga Wagga. So make sure to get down. We've got a live show at 6 p.m. Come say hi. Introduce yourself. We'd love to meet the community. On top of that, we have a collaboration merch drop on Monday at 6 p.m. with Ringers Western. So this Monday coming, 6 p.m., limited supply. We've got truckers hats. We've got work shirts. We've never done these before. That's Monday, 6 p.m. On top of all that... In every single celebrations in New South Wales and Queensland, Bloke Lager is now on special. You can get it for as low as $53. But, Smithy, we've got some text here, mate. Mate, we've got plenty, um, and I'll ask you a couple of these ones. G'day, Smithy and the Beak. What are your thoughts on the Titans naming Kieran Foran, even though it's obvious he'll miss the next few games with injury? I think I think the coach has come out and said, no, he won't be playing. Mm. I think that's we've, we've got that now. Um, Jaden Campbell has been named. To play in the halves. What are your thoughts on that? Wow, that's really interesting. It, it's interesting, first of all, that he was named. Is it to take pressure off Campbell, the mm. hype? But then we found out anyway a day later. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, really interesting because the question with, with Campbell was, we all know what in attack. He's he's sweet. He's yep. good to go. We yep. all know that. One of the best attacking players, in my opinion, uh, with ball in hand. Super electric. The question was, is that 
is he only a fullback due to his size in defence? I think we're going to find out. What is he like defensively in the front line? And if he is, let's say let's say he's good in defence in the front line. Let's yep. say that happens. All of a sudden, that contract goes up yeah. a couple hundred grand. Yes. Because he's no longer just a fullback. He could be a six at a club. Yep. So that's what, what, what are your thoughts on it? Utility value. Mm. Utility value. It's, um, you know, you look at someone like a Brandon Smith who can play multiple positions. Yeah. It, it just, you know, clubs are always looking for these types of players mm. who can, who can fill different roles. Sure. You know, the, 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 the big money goes to the guys playing in those, you know, key positions like a, a one or a seven, nine and six who are, you know, the, the top echelon of the playing group. Mm. Um, but when you have utility value, when you can play as a one or a center or, or a half, even fill in as a nine or a 14, there's so many, it, it opens up so many opportunities to play, to play anywhere, to play at, at various clubs and, and your value skyrockets. I, I got a bit of a, a theory considering, and Smithy, you can shoot this down because it's probably <laughs> stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. I honestly yeah. reckon with the way the game has changed in regards to HIAs, the speed of it, yep. the amount of people that are getting taken off, yes, like it's, it's surely the numbers are way more than they used to be. Yep. It's almost like a starting 14 now rather than a starting 13 because – Oh, absolutely. Like the 14, the 14 is – I know he doesn't run on the field um, to start the game, but, but he's pretty much – as important as any other player wearing one to thirteen mm. on their backs. Yeah, absolutely. Like the 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 fourteen, the guy that you bring off as that off the bench as a utility. Mm. And mate, you could you could say the other players on the bench too. Mm. You, you you look at all the you look at all the teams that have won competitions over the last you know five or six years. Their bench, their bench is almost as good as their starting players. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like, like you, you look at it this way. The the bench players for those for those premiership sides, if you if you sent them to any other club, they'd be starting players. Look at your Melbourne Storm two thousand twenty. Yep. They were all marquee signings out of the clubs. Yep. Matter of fact, I'd go as far to say is that the only difference, I, you know, when we were coming through in the little man I played, it was almost like you've got your best starting thirteen, and then the guys on the bench they're good, but yes. they're not as good as the starting thirteen. Yep. I'd make the argument today. It's not actually about who's better. It's about who suits what role better. That's right. So you've got your battler that may start that gets to the grindy work. Mm. And that there you've got a guy on the bench who is a different product. He's really explosive. Yep. And so that's why he's on the bench. Not because he's not as good. He just has he's better explosive. Well, perfect perfect example is Harry Grant. Mm. Yeah. Played, played a, a handful of games off the bench mm. um, for the Melbourne Storm last year. And, and the entire Origin Series for Queensland. Yeah. Ben Hunt started. Mm. Harry Grant off the bench. Now... That's not saying Ben Hunt's a, a better nine mm. than Harry Grant. Yeah, it's just point. saying that it's suited to that role. Mm. Um, you know, so the guy that you you take off the field and and is replaced with the guy off the bench is just as good. Mm. Now, look, I know all the listeners wanted me to skim past this, but that's not going to happen. Not today. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> Brizzy Broncos with a famous round one win over the Penrith Panthers. Yes. What'd you make of this game, mate? Oh, look, I, I was really impressed with the Broncos. It's um. It's no mean feat going down to uh, Penrith and, and getting a win, although they've they've lost. Well, they lost the World Club Challenge. I know mm. they were missing a couple of their big name players, mm. and they lost a couple last year. So it, it's been a fortress for them. Mm. The last three seasons, they've lost what five games? Yeah, like nothing. Yeah. Very few games mm. um, over the last you know few seasons in particular. Uh, but the thing that impressed me most was was their defence. Oh, massive! You know, to 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 
to be put under the pressure that they were put under at, at stages through that game and to be able to turn the Panthers away mm. um, was just fantastic. It's what we've seen from them early last year, though. Now, I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to get you offside here, Kempi, but we did see similar things yeah, last year. And I, and I remember vividly talking about the Broncos and their early season form. And the thing that impressed me most about them was their defense, mm. particularly their goal line defense. Mm. They seem to have found this new sort of resilience or energy when they're defending their line and they're able to turn teams away. So it's a part of their game that they were good at last year, mm. early in the season as well. Mm-hmm. But but you can't take anything away from them. Going down to Penrith and 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 winning the way they did was was super impressive. Um, you know, a lot of people last year were saying, "Look, that's they've underachieved, mm. not not making the finals," and absolutely they underachieved. Like they were, they were top four with six rounds to go. Yeah. So they should have been there. They weren't. I'm sure they would have had some, you know, some fairly honest conversations over over this preseason about expectations around their performances and no better way to start than knocking off the reigning premiers at home. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. You know, they did fall off a cliff at the end of last year. I will say there's a positive in the fact that there were a bit of whispers or rumors that, and I mean, they're probably pretty founded because we saw what they, you know, young players said in the, in public, but the good thing for the Broncos is, is that they fell off a cliff and if there was unrest within the playing group and they weren't back together and everything yep. moving forward, then they wouldn't have come out and played the way they did round one. They would have came out and got absolutely, you know, torched. Yep. Now, the positive is is that hopefully the playing group is back together on, on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now it's about, as a young playing group, that's great and all, but it's a long season. These yeah. standards that you've set, that you've set them. Yeah. So you have to keep them. Yeah. Back it up. Yeah. And I was talking, you know, I mentioned earlier – the same sort of um, topic with with the Dolphins, mm. like you can any any team in the in this competition can come out and be a flash in the pan and and win a one off game, mm. right? But but if you want to be taken seriously in the NRL when you're playing it at the elite level, back up those good performances with another one. Mm. That's the challenge that they should be setting each other now. Mm. And I'm sure guys like you know Patrick Carrigan and Payne Haas and and you know Kevy Walters of course being the coach, but. You know those senior players in the competition, uh, in in their team, Adam Reynolds, they'll be challenging those younger players to say, "Hey, boys, like, great win, let's enjoy the victory." But hey, when we return to training mm. for our round two match, which is against the Cowboys, which is going to be a, a, a oh. huge game Friday night, Suncorp. Hey, boys, let's back it up. Mm. Let's not just be you know one off, one offers and mm. and and come out and get up for. A game that it's not hard to get up for. Yeah. You're playing the Reign of Premiers, so yeah. every team is going to be up for them. Yep. Um, you know, it's another huge test for us. We're playing the Cowboys. They mm. were they were prelim finalists last year, mm. and you know, could have easily been in the grand final. Yep. Um, we need to back it up with another strong performance. And when you really watch that game, the Broncos have plenty of improvement left in them. Yeah, costly errors at the end of the game. Yep. You know, drop ball after drop ball. They had that oh. game, in, you know what I mean? <laughs> Corey Oates, Solon Cobbo. <laughs> Holy heck. Corey heckers. Oates, big Gary. Oh, wow. Uh, he was having he was having an outstanding game, and then he's <laughs> just went Barry Crocker. Last 20. <laughs> he forgot how to catch the football. Oh, no. <laughs> the great Oatesy. And I'm like, oh, no, mate. Don't ruin this good performance. Oh, Look, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Some of the carries he does are oh. the bravest carries you oh, can do. Oh, mate. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, great. And so that's that's the positive. It, it sounds like critical of the Broncos, but it's actually a positive because they can go another gear. Yeah. It wasn't like they came and played the best game in the world and beat the Premiers. They played yep. really good in defence. Reese Walsh back oh, as well to yes. full back. So um, be keen to see how he slots in at, at, at the back. Mm. Uh, Cobo, Cobo was pretty good. He he had some he had some solid involvements. Um, it's just the error count that he's yeah just going errors. To that, that was going to say, mate. Yeah. Like he he, you know, he got bundled into touch. I think once, twice. maybe uh, sorry, twice. Yeah. Um, you know, and had a couple of drop balls. The one at the end. Oh, oh, <laughs> mate, my head nearly exploded. Oh, mate, I was sitting. I was actually sitting there thinking, mate, what is Kempy doing right now? <laughs> what is Kempy? What is Kempy doing in his lounge room right now? Because I like. My heart was in my mouth. I tell you what, you know what I was doing? I was in a motel in Armadale, <laughs> screaming at the TV. It's some things I can't say. The locals were thinking, mate, who's this madman that's come oh, to our town? Mate, driven Supporting up here to the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, what? What's going on? <laughs> uh, mate, but uh, the good thing about Selwyn is is that you know he's just going to brush it off that's and, right. and keep, keep going yep. forward. He's so talented. Oh, he's, he's just like, for, for how young he is, his physicality. Yep. So yeah, that, that, that's the that's a th- the pleasing part of his game is that for a young man, and I, and I know he's not he's not the smallest bloke in round, so he's got a bit of size behind him. But but still, like for a, for a young fella to get out there and just you know just go go about it the way he does mm. with particularly you know the physicality and, and the way he plays is that's that's a good sign for him. Mm. He's just got to try and you know minimise those errors, and um, he'll 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 grow as a player in time. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, uh, send your texts in because uh, we're basically we've got a bunch of texts to get through, but we want more. You can also call in 1300-01-1170 after the break. We're going to preview the round. We're going to talk about the biggest match of the round, and we're also going to give you what we consider our sure thing. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at SEN League and on Twitter at Captain's Run NRL. But uh, we're proud to say we have a new sponsor here on SEN called Game Day Squad. Create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy. Pleased to say their founder, Callum Stone, is on the line. How are you going, Callum? Thanks for having me on. How are you, mate? Doing well. Can you hear me? Yeah, mate. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you started Game Day Squad. Yeah, of course. So Game Day Squad is a new, unique Australian fantasy sport platform that we, I think, is offering a revolutionary way to play fantasy sports. And our journey started back when we were, I reckon, we were all about five when we were growing up. We wanted to be footy players, but as we got a little bit older, we realised we weren't going to make it. So we ended up doing other things and, yeah, eventually found ourselves at uni in love with fantasy sports. So when we had a bit of time in the lockdown a couple of years ago, a couple of us came together and we dreamed up the, the way to build the ultimate fantasy football platform, and here we are today. And fantasy football in America is absolutely huge. Did you take a lot of inspiration, and, and do you, were you involved in anything over in uh, America in regards to playing the drafts things over there, or is it um, something that kind of is you've been focused more on Australia? So I first started playing Aussie Rules um, and Rugby League fantasy when I was a kid, and then through uni, but. Over time, I've started to love the NFL and the NBA, and I don't know what came first. It was the fantasy playing with playing fantasy, or if it was me just enjoying the sports. But yeah, now I'm addicted to it. I'm loving the NBA at the moment, and I'm already missing the NFL because of the fantasy side of things. All right, Callum, what what makes your platform different to all the other fantasy sport programs out there? Yeah, so Game Day Squad, we're a little bit different. The one one of the things that we do differently is 
that our players actually come in the form of digital trading cards. And unlike a traditional fantasy sport platform where you can jump on and select from any player at the start of the season to build your team, in Game Day Squad, if you don't actually own the digital trading card of the player you want to play, then you can't actually play them. So it's all about finding who you want to play, then you have to jump onto the transfer market and buy, sell and trade with other coaches and trying to get the players you want because if you wanted someone on the weekend uh, that's going to have a big game, yeah, you've got to go out and find them. It's not just about picking them. And the other thing we do quite differently is that we're a dynasty fantasy sport platform, meaning that our teams don't actually reset at the end of the year. So once you go out and you find those players you want, you actually keep them forever. So going out and getting someone like a Sammy Walker now, if you get his semi, if you get his card, you don't just have him for this year; you have him for the next ten, fifteen years, or however long he wants to play. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so you're almost like building your own club to a degree. Yeah, that's how that's how we see it. We like to see it as sort of being the own your head selector and coach of your own team, your own squad. So yeah, for those of us who love fantasy sport and even those who just play regularly, it's uh, it's adding an extra dimension to it as well. And uh, where can we and our listeners find out more about the Game Day Squad? Yeah, so we have a app on the App Store and on the Google Play Store and also at gamebasequad.com.au. We've got all the information, so you can jump on, read all about us and get started today. So even though it's round two with the NRL, we've got it set up that anyone joining can still participate and still get involved in all the competitions that we do have and won't be at a disadvantage. So, yeah, still, still lots of time for everyone to jump on and get stuck in for a big year. And, mate, you'd be all, all over the stats. Who do you reckon's trending as a bit of a smoky as a Dallium this year? Oh, good question. Good question. I, I'd love to say Nico going back-to-back, back, but then obviously with his injury at the start, um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Me, I lean more on the AFL side of things. So I, I look at I look at NRL basically just through the NRL um, fantasy lens. Um, so, yeah, I, I could tell you about the AFL or I could tell you what might be good in the NRL fantasy, but R- R- Dallian, right yeah, not the right what about- to do that. What about a what about a Brownlow then? What about a Brownlow, Callum? I think Andy Brayshaw from Freedom. Oh, I think really? Uh, Prime for a big year, yeah. I think he was wow. terrific last year. I yep. can see him going uh, one better. He's a gun, mate. Uh, I honestly have no idea about AFL, so I'll agree with you. <laughs> I'll agree with you. Yes, I agree. He's a gun, mate. He's a gun. Yeah. He's a gun. He's going to win the, the Brownlow. Is that what you call it, Brownlow? Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> mate, uh, game day squad. Create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Play now. Uh, thanks, thanks, Callum. Thanks so much for joining us, mate, and uh, good luck with it. We'll be definitely checking her out. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. There he is, Callum Stone, brand new sponsor, Game Day uh, Squad. Game Day Squad. I-, I love it. I love the fact that you can uh, build your own, like a club. Yeah, like he said, Dynasty. Like once you buy yeah. that 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 player, you've got him forever. Mm. No, I love that. And also the, the trading cards as well. Mm. Takes you back to when you are a kid. you got yeah. trading cards. Um, so, yeah, massive good luck to Callum and the boys. Uh, great idea. And uh, thank you for coming on board and supporting the captain's run. They, they support us guys, so support them. Um, now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to preview the round. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. And remember, you can catch up on anything you miss from today's show via our podcast, which you can download now on the SCN app or... Subscribe to The Captain's Run on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, also, call in and have your say. 1300 01 1170 or give us a text 0457 736 736. Give us a follow on Twitter, Captain's Run NRL. And also, make sure to follow us on at SEN League on Instagram and TikTok. But let's get into the game, Smitty. Bluebet Stadium, Panthers versus Rabbitohs. Grand, well, a couple of years ago, grand final rematch. <laughs> uh, I mean, prelim rematch. Panthers mm. have basically knocked the Rabbitohs out. I think it's like three years running. 
Well, there's no feeling lost between oh. these two clubs, that's for sure. None at all. Um, so they'll be pretty fired up for this one, particularly particularly Penrith, I believe. Mm. I think they'll, they'll be stinging out of that, that first round loss. Um, and I know they said, oh, you know, the loss in the World Club Challenge, oh, it was a bit of a World Club Challenge, but they they, they would have wanted to win that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of that that first up loss, um, I think a, a bit would have been spoken about their form at home as well, um, yep. not wanting to continue the, these run of losses. If they lose this one, it's three straight at Penrith, um, which you know, they haven't done for a long, long time. So I, I think I'd, I'm expecting a, a very different looking you know, Penrith Panthers side against the Rabbitohs this time around. One force change, of course. Um, Sorensen's out. Uh, concussion, he's replaced by Matty Eisenhuth. Uh, but a few changes for the Rabbits. Uh, Totola, Jai Arrow are, are both going to miss the game. Um, Latrell, they said he's okay. He mm. got through the, the session, go. I think, this morning. Yep. Um, knee was strapped up, but he, he got through it. So... That's uh, that's a that's a great thing for the rabbits. Him mm. being him being in the side, but I, I just think Penrith, yeah, I think Penrith have got a lot to play for in this game. Mm. Um, they'll come out and win. Yeah, I agree, mate. I think the Penny Panthers have got a lot to play for, and you know, the last week was kind of uh, I've seen Nathan Cleary disappointed, yep. you know, plenty of times in because mm-hmm. he's a competitor. Yep. But it was probably the first time I'd seen him angry. He seemed quite angry mm-hmm. at the way they'd lost, and I love to see that from a guy like Cleary. frustrated. Yeah, and just like. Really disappointed in you know yeah. the way that they played, the yeah. way they've turned up for a second game in a row at Penrith. Yep. And I love to see that from a club captain where it matters if you lose at home. It's high standards. Yeah. Eh? Well, it matters. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter when you're playing. Mm. It, it matters all the time. Like mm. they they needed to go out and play. And and obviously you know Nathan would understand that that they were far from their best, mm. and it's well below the standards that they expect from themselves. Yeah. Um, and and from each other. Um, hence, you know, the, the words that Salmon and um, Luai had after the match, which, you know, a lot of people spoke about, but it happens. Every game that happens. Literally every game. Not not ideal, the 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 location and where it happened. There just yeah. so happened to be a camera there. Mm. Um, you could see actually one of the boys, it might have been um, Matty Eisenhower, stood in front of them. Come around there and, yeah. and just said, hey, boys, yeah. just let's, let's wait till we get inside. Mm. But that's just holding each other accountable for mm. the, our actions and, and – um, all the best teams have those tough and difficult conversations. I, I mean, you've got to. It would be bizarre if you didn't. Well, if you let things slide, then that's no one improves. Mm. Individuals don't improve, and if the individuals don't improve, the teams don't improve. So, mm. you know, that's just they're in that position now, and they're they're dual premiership winners, consecutive premiership winners, because of that reason is that they they set high standards for each other. Now we've spoken about Cleary, but let's have a talk about Lockie Illis. He was outstanding <laughs> last week. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you think? Look, I think they're missing too many of their, you know, forwards to kind of get the win. But I got to say, like, what a great test for Lockie Elias. He goes to Pet Shark Park. They get their mm-hmm. first win in a very long time. Yep. Now he's going uh, to Bluebet Stadium out yep. of the Panthers. What a ch- what an opportunity for the young fella. Yeah. Well, it's possibly the 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 most difficult. Uh, Game on the road in in all of the the competition. You probably throw Melbourne in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, going out to Penrith is is a very difficult one. Uh, but super impressed with his performance in round one. Mm. And you could see you could see, you know, his performances through last year, the way he he built throughout the season. That you know he he's going to be a, a special half. He's going to be a special talent in mm. our game. He's still got a lot to learn. He's only a young man. Great to see him bounce back. Like he had a bit of an off game last year. Mm. 
think it was against uh, the Dragons down at down at uh, Wollongong when uh, Demetrio he threw the old hook out. Got and, the captain and, cooked. <laughs> dragged him off the yep. field, which in my opinion I thought was a little bit unfair. I thought there was a couple of more experienced players that that were playing, just to, you know, not playing um, all that well either. Mm. But he he was the one that copped the hook. But great to see the young fella um, bounce back. I know that would be. So far from his mind, I, I just brought it back. I, I just brought it up to say it's it's great to see him bounce back. But yeah, it's been a long off season, and he's put a lot of work into his his footy over the preseason. Played extremely well. Um, good test for him. Good test for him coming up against mm. reigning premiers. You know, some quality halves on the other side of the field that he's matched up against too. Um, I think he'll do a good job. But I, I just think the the Panthers will. They'll be stinging off the last couple of matches that they played. Yeah, for sure. And with Lockie Ellis, what I loved about his game last week was he's no longer – like, obviously, he's, you know, second fiddle to Cody Walker. Cody Walker's a veteran. But he's no longer almost waiting for Cody Walker no. to say, can you do this or can you do yes. this? He's saying, I've got something to offer. Well, he's taking initiative. Yeah. You know, and that comes through time on the park and you know, a little bit of um, maturity um, with your football and, and as a person. But just feeling the confidence of, hey, listen, I've got things to offer this footy side. I'm going to go do it when, mm. I, when, I, when I see the opportunity to do it. Now, Combank Stadium, Eels versus Sharks, both teams coming off losses. Uh, Sean Russell comes into the wing for Isaac Lumi Lumi. And the Sharks, Wade Graham suspended. Jack Williams concussion, they're out. Connor Tracy and Royce Hunt, not bad replacements if I say so myself. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, fair replacements. Um, but, yeah, I, again, just... You know, missing some some key players, uh, the Sharkies, and um, yeah, Parramatta. The, you know, they wouldn't have been happy with their game against um, the Storm, particularly their second half. I thought oh, their first forty was pretty was great. Good. First forty were great. Um, you know, I thought you know Josh Hodson um, coming back from ACL injury was super impressive in his first forty minutes. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more from Brown, though. Mm. I just thought Dylan Brown was was relatively quiet. Mm. You know, when when Parramatta are playing well, um, you know, I, I just feel I just feel as though he's got much more involvement than what he did in round one. Mm. Yeah, he's a great runner of the football. Um, yeah, he's got he's got lovely hands. He's got good combinations with his outside men, but he's a dangerous ball carrier. Yeah. So when he's he's a lot like Munster. When when the ball goes to Munster. Things happen. Mm. Things happen, and the other the other team, they're on high alert. The same for Dylan Brown. Mm. Oh, I think he just needs to get the ball in his hands a lot more than what he did last week. Um, and yeah, they'll be they'll be keen to bounce back from that first up loss, particularly at home. They're at home again, round two. Um, yeah, Sharkies will be desperate. I think we'll see a, a very dis- uh, different performance from them. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the Eels too good in this one. Do you think Dylan Brown struggled with two things? Sean Lane not being outside him, so with confidence. Yeah. And then Hodgson being a new hooker and also being a much more willing to take control and run the ball compared to Reed Marnie. Yeah. You know, Reed Marnie's role at the Eels was just get the ball off the deck. Yeah. Whereas his, his role at Doggies is very different now, which is good to see. Do you think that yeah. affected Brown at all? Oh, possibly. Mm. Um, Hodgson being a, a much more dominant style player to, to Reed Marnie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, like we talk about time on the paddock and, and combinations, it, it takes time. Like no matter how much time you spend in the preseason out in the training field, and you know maybe a couple of um, preseason games in the trials, but mm. um, it, it takes times time for those combinations to to build. Um, 
I think, you know, having a, a dominant nine there is great, but at the same time, when when you know that you're a great runner of the football, you're a mm. dangerous runner of the football, and if you and if you want the ball, you need to get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Dylan Brown's he's not a rookie, he's been around for a long time, he's played test football. Um, you know, I think he just needs to demand the ball when he wants it. Okay. Uh, and the Sharkies, do you think it's just defense, defense, defense? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. That like when they when they were winning football games last year, like they they ended up in the top four. Mm. That 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 wasn't a fluke. That was off the back of you know pretty stingy defense when they were working as a team. Um, everyone was on the same page defensively, working as a unit. No one trying to do it one out. Mm. Um, I think that that will be. Well, it should be the message from Craig Fitzgibbon this week, which I think it will be. Mm. You know, he's a very defensive-minded coach. I think that'll be the what he pushes this week is to say, "Hey, listen, well, like, we're coming up against a side that have that they do have plenty of points in them, mm. but you know, we've got some strategies in place that we need to implement to to stop that." It's uh, yeah, the Sharks are interesting. They, they I think they missed over fifty tackles on the weekend. Yeah, that's which that's so, just not good enough at that level. Yeah, which is so yeah. surprising because that's what they built their season on. Yep, absolutely. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they uh can sort it out because I, I think the Sharkies are in for a big year. I really do. Uh, now look after the break, we come back and we preview the Queensland derby and we also talk about the Roosters v the Warriors. Roosters looking to bounce back, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at SEN League and also on Twitter at Captain's Run NRL. But let's get into the big match of the round for me personally anyway, the Derby Broncos versus Cowboys. Reese Walsh returns at fullback. And interesting, he's actually making his club debut, which you know, mm. which is a great moment for Reese Walsh. Selwyn Cobbo to the wing. Arthur goes to 18th man. Uh, Cowboys, no changes to the 17 who beat the Raiders last week. How do you see this game playing out, Smithy? Uh, this could be a classic. You know, you know, a few years back when uh, Broncos and Cowboys used to play each other and it was always golden point. Mm. I don't know how that ended up that way, but it was just it was every, every time game. it was golden point. It, was just, mm. um, it could be that way again. I'm leaning towards the Cowboys, though, mm. just, just because unchanged um, lineup from last week. They just snuck home against the Raiders, um, but I just, yeah, I've I've got some, I've got high hopes for the Cowboys this year. That first half, they looked incredible. Yeah, they look really good. Scotty Drinkwater, your man, yep, um, was was outstanding. Um, Tommy Dearden w- was great. Chad Townsend playing really well. Like all their players are playing really well. Mm. Um, but you know they're, they're coming up against the side that just beat the reigning premiers, and and the Broncos are back at home. They they. Played on the road, played a great game on the road last week. Um, the trap that I guess the Broncos could fall into would be turning up or preparing this week, thinking, "Wow, we beat Penrith. Mm-hmm. We'll beat. We'll we can just we'll beat anyone." Mm. But the importance of just enjoying the win and then putting it to bed and mm. then moving on to the next uh, opposition is is vitally important, particularly for the Broncos. Just can't get carried away with one win. Mm. Um, especially this early in, in the competition. Um, yeah, fantastic that Reese Walsh is playing fullback. Really excited to see how he goes with the one jersey on his back. You know, we spoke earlier about Cobbo going back to the wing. Um, yeah, mate, I, I've got the Cowboys in this one. I, I, I'm not prepared to say by big margin, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've got the Cowboys being the Broncos. 
it's really interesting because they're relatively similar squads in a similar. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Cowboys are doing better because our finals footy last year. Yep, yeah, both relatively sort of young squads. Mm-hmm. Um, got sevens that are play similarish kind of footy. Yep, experienced halves leading yeah. the team around. Gun um, silky fullbacks that are quite silky with the ball in hand. Yep. Yeah. What What are your thoughts, Al? Okay. Uh, Look, <laughs> I don't Look. think you're going to tip the Broncos, but just your your preview of the match. How do you think it'll it'll uh, all play well, out? Well, I'm actually I am going to tip the Bronx. Yes, I'm going to tip the Bronx yeah, because I think I, the the only reason I I'm going to tip the Bronx is because of their defence last week. Okay, and you know the fact that they kept the yeah, no, fair pan- point. Panthers to twelve points, whereas the Raiders, although I would say, sorry the Cowboys, I thought their first half was the best half of any half in the round one. Okay. The fact that they allowed the Raiders to score 18 points yeah. in one half and basically lost the second half, yep. I think that the Broncos can get the job done because of obviously the def- they're on the back of their defense. And, mm-hmm. you know, they basically controlled the match against Panthers. It yeah. took the last 10 minutes with a bunch of different errors for the Broncos to allow Panthers back into the game. But yep. if Corey Oates doesn't drop that first ball, and I, lo- I love Big Oatsy, mm. But Broncos go on to potentially score again, or at the very least, just dominate field position. Yep. Um, so I reckon Broncos get get the job done. But it's going to be really interesting to see how Todd Payton handles the Cowboys' win because yeah, great win. Yeah. Great signs, but also bad signs. Yes. It's, it's oh, tough. look, I, you know, I, I don't know Todd Payton well, but you know, just talking to the people um, involved with the Cowboys, um, you know, and speaking with Jonathan Thurston. Um, knowing Todd Payton, like he he will be onto him. Mm. Yeah, he's a type of guy that um, yeah he he won't sort of sweep anything under the carpet after that that win. Mm. Win's great, sure, but uh, I don't think he he would have let them get away with that that second half, that forty minutes that you said where they let Canberra back into the game. They nearly stole the game off them, oh, yeah. only for a Chad Townsend field goal that that got it home for them um, up there in Townsville. So I think he'll have them well prepared. I. I, I I feel as though it'll be almost like a loss for them in round one, if if you know what I mean. Yeah, with, yeah. with the way they reviewed that match to say, "Hey, boys, like this isn't good enough." Mm. Yeah, sure, we got to win, but they would have treated it more like a, a performance that they weren't happy with. Mm. Um, and I'd like to think when you know when you got experienced guys like you know Val Holmes, Peter Hicku, um, Chad Townsend in there, um, yeah, they they would have been on top of the players as well, saying, mm. "Hey, look." Great win, but we need to be much better than that if we want to do something in this competition. The 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 matchup I'm really excited for though is the Sixers. Yeah, Ezra Mam was was really good Amazing. last week. Yeah, um, some of the hits he put on, he's a chunky little fella, yeah, right? mate. And and and, so, <laughs> and vice versa, the strength Deedon had in attack, he was breaking tackles. Yeah, they loves must, running the footy. They're both like really strong around the hips. Yeah, because they're, they're little not, fellas. They're not huge men. Yeah, like in in today's oh, game, mate. You know, like they're they're sort of they're they're both under six foot. They'd be roughly, I don't know, what, ninety, ninety kilos, ninety two oh, kilos. Max, I'd say, yeah, yeah. Like heavy, but um yeah, I I actually love the matchup of those two young young fellas going toe to toe on, on Friday. Absolutely. So yeah, great game. Cannot wait to watch it. Now the the thing with the Cowboys is they've set the bar so high. They've shown round one, the first half. A completion rate of ninety percent, yep, and silky footy like that, yep. So imagine what they could do by the end of the year. Very, very exciting. Uh, now let's head to Roosters versus Warriors, Allianz Stadium. Joey Manu returns at centre. Drew Hutchinson moves to the bench. Matt Lodges out. Uh, I think he's got a face uh, fracture. Uh, yep, basically a divot or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, he had he had a head clash. Yep. yep. Uh, replaced by Fletcher Baker at prop. 
with Jared Warrior Hargreaves still on the sidelines. Warriors are unchanged after their win over the Knights last week. How do you see this playing out, Smithy? Um, Joey Manu, massive in. Mm. I think they missed him um, a lot last week. I, I know uh, Hutchison, you know, he, he was out there doing his best. Drew, he's, he's an experienced player, but you know, having a guy that is a genuine centre um, will make a huge difference to their footy. I think they just missed him in, in like some crucial moments, I believe. Like he, he'd done so much for them with the ball last year. It, it was, you know, Tedesco and, and Joey Manu were just, they were combining for like ridiculous amounts of running meters last year. Got him out of a lot of trouble. Um, or if they needed an inspirational run, he'd come up with it or an inspira- inspirational play. Um, huge in for them. This is 15th versus 5th. Mm-hmm. You would have thought it would have been the other way around. Yeah, though. yeah. You, you know what I mean? You would have thought Roosters would have been, you know, sitting in the top eight. But the Warriors are fifth. Good on them. They had a strong win in Windy Wellington against the Knights. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think the Roosters will be too good for the Warriors. Um, but if they are to lose, wow. Panic, panic stations at Bondi. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, really interesting clash because... I love what – I think that – put it this way, uh, and I spoke about this earlier in the week. So you've got the Tigers and the Bulldogs that really went aggressive in the market and had these marquee signings, and everyone's talking about Tigers and Bulldogs and how mm-hmm. great they were. And, you know, it's going to take time for them to gel, but they were quite disappointing on the weekend. Yep. Whereas the, the Warriors are going out of sight, out of mind. Not only had they a massive clean-out, they've yep. got a new coach. Yeah. And they put on a performance where they kept the, the Knights to 12 points, mm-hmm. 20 to 12 I like the start of – because it, it's clearly a rebuild. Yes. And so that's great signs that you can open up round one, keep aside to 12 points or less, yep. and get the win. Yeah. And so this is a real opportunity for the Warriors to go, okay, we've we've beaten the Knights, but how about we test ourselves against one of the better sides in the comp? Well, and, and you know what? I, I think they'll just look to the, the way that the Dolphins took mm. on the Roosters and just didn't hold back and um, – yeah, they have nothing to lose because there'll be there'll be very few people expecting them to you know to come over to Sydney and knock off the Roosters. Mm. Very few people, so they just need to back themselves and just go, hey boys, let, let's 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 take it to these blokes. With the Roosters now, it's only one game, but the thing with the Roosters the last few years is that, and and Tom, our producer, he'll he'll be listening closely, is like I feel like. Every year they're trying to find out what kind of footy they play. Mm. Whereas I think the guy like Penrith Panthers and Melbourne Storm, they kind of are set at the start of the year. They've got Panthers footy, Storm footy. Yep. And I wonder whether like, is this a, a tactic from Trent Robinson where he just builds into years and he sees how it's all going? Mm. Or is he, are they really struggling to find what is their identity post back-to-back wins? Yeah, well, oh. I'm not too sure, mate. To be honest, I'm not too sure because, mm. you know, you need to be at training and to know you need to be around on. the club to know what's going on. But, you know, with, with Brandon Smith joining the club, like he's a very unique style of player, mm. um, you know, so to try and get the best out of him, I guess, you know, you're going to have to allow him to play his style of football as well rather mm. than say, hey, listen, mate, when you come here, this is the way you need to play mm. because, as I said, it, it's a unique style of footy and you don't want to sort of hem – a guy in like Brandon Smith and, mm. and say you need to play this way, um, you know, because that's – I don't feel as though that that's going to get the best out of him. Mm. So, you know, it's it's probably, you know, the other players adjusting too to having a guy like Brandon Smith playing in, in the footy side in a, in such a key position. Mm. 
Um, and then you got a young fellow like Sammy Walker still still learning. Mm. Um, and again, he's a he's quite a unique type yeah. of footballer as well. Where mm. you know he grew up, you know, playing playing in a team and in a, in a and a game plan and a style of football which was very um, sort of free and and flowing and just go out there and play what you see type mm. of thing. Mm. It wasn't there wasn't a lot, whole lot of structure. There wasn't a whole lot of you know set plays and, and all that sort of stuff. It was just like, hey, mate, like if, if you feel as though you need to run the ball there, run the ball there. Mm. If you feel like you want to kick the ball on play two, kick the ball on play two. If you want to run backwards to try mm. and put the defense or run backwards, like mm. that was the type of stuff that was happening yeah. you know, when, when he was playing his, his football in, in the lower grades. But, um, yeah, I think they – yeah, like looking at their lineup, it's yeah, it's Crazy. it's again like it's it's a great footy side. Once they do click, they'll be very hard to beat, and it's no no matter who they play, they'll be very hard to beat. All the Roosters need to do, in my opinion, is make finals footy. Just a top eight, just get there, just get there. And I know that you would rather a consistent year for sure. Yep. But I think their squad is so good that they can go on a run. You, all you got to do is look at last year. It was just that disaster game where everyone got sent off, two HIAs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if they probably win that game if, if Crichton and Tedesco don't get HIA'd yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're going to head to a break, and then after the break, we're going to continue previewing on the Dolphins. Can they back it up? Raiders, can they get the win? Storm versus the Doggies. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure to be following us on Instagram and TikTok at SCN League, and you can also follow us on Twitter, at Captain's Run NRL. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Listen to us anytime or download the SEN app and listen to all of the content on SEN at any time. You've got Matty Johns, you got Fletch, you got uh, Brandy. I mean, you got everyone, everyone on the SEN platform, the best radio platform for rugby league. So make sure to download it. Now, let's head to the games. On Saturday at 5.30 p.m. at KO Stadium, Redcliffe Dolphins versus the Raiders. I mean, how do you see? We've got youngster Mason Teague has been named to make his debut and replacing the great Ray Stone. You've got Jordan Rapana. He's out. He's replaced by Albert Hopperwadi. How do you see this playing out? Have we got a uh, – do we know the update on Ray Stone? Is it – it's not the knee injury again, is it? No, it's, it's not an ACL, I don't oh, think. Oh, good. Um, I yeah, think no, it's I've a seen PCL. Him sort of yeah. clutching at the knee. Mm. And he, looked, he looked as though like he Oof. was he frustrated. He may it. have done it again. But anyway, that's, yeah. that's great news that it's not – the ACL, um, but the Dolphins. I'm all over the Dolphins at the moment. I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon. I'd love to see them go two from two. Wouldn't that be imagine? Imagine after round two, they're two from two. Look at the table, and Dolphins are sitting first. It would be incredible Just and awesome. The, the, the special thing for the Dolphins too is like, you know, and this is kind of uh, I guess pessimistic thinking from the outside looking in, but if they get two wins out of the way. Like for the whole season, yeah. you know, you're bound to jag four or five more. Yeah, a couple more, yeah. And then all of a sudden you go, well, we don't have to worry about the spoon. I know that's very negative thinking, but yes. it's it's still to jag two wins. Oh, that, mate, I completely understand what you're saying because the, like that that's that would be in the back of the mind of everyone at, at the Dolphins is mm. not wanting to be wooden spooners yeah. first year. Mm. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I was just really super impressed with their game, and and again, like the challenge is to get up for this for this game and play well again. Mm. Um, you know, particularly guys like you know, sort of you know, Branko Lee and Tessie New, who were very good on the weekend. Young fellow Isaiah Katoa playing in the six jersey, mm. um, only nineteen. You know, sort of getting an understanding and getting his head around, you know, the the gru- the grueling season that is the NRL season, mm. um, where y- you don't get any let up. 
Like it doesn't matter who you're playing, where they are. It's 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 a difficult eighty minutes you'll play every week. Mm. Even if you win most of your matches, they're not easy. Mm. Like you don't just turn up there and you know, run through the opposition. Like it's it's pretty hard going, um, you know. But but when they're led by you know Jesse Bromwich, um, you know Marshall King, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich. It's you know I'd I'd like to think that they'll be up for it again. Mm. I really do. Mm. Although Canberra, you know they they just went down by one point to the Cowboys, and I know their first half wasn't great. They weren't really in the match at all, but it's a it was a, it was a tough performance. It's mm. real. It's it's hard to go up to North Queensland early in the season and, and get a victory. It would have been muggy as they would have been sucking in the big ones. Um, you know, just trying to get through that eighty minutes of football. But mm. um, well, they're, they're heading north again difficult thing to do just get on the road early um and get wins but i think you know ricky stewart will you know i reckon he would have spoke to his players about their performance and saying that hey look that was one that that got away from us mm. yeah you know, we had every opportunity to win that game like look how well we played in the second half there's a footy side that a lot of people are saying are going to do really well you know talking about the cowboys yeah um we can't be too hard on ourselves but we need to be better and let's go and do that against the Dolphins. Mate, uh, before we keep talking about the Dolphins, we just got a text from a bloke named John, and he said, does everyone go for lunch? Because this is the most boring show I've ever listened to. So, <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Johnny. Hey, good on you, John. Uh, good on you, John, mate. Well You're done. listening. So that's one. That's one listener. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, to the Dolphins. You know what I loved heading into it, uh, the game? And, uh, look, I still picked the Roosters, so I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, hindsight hero. Yes. Uh, when Anthony Milford... You know, got dropped from the side, and Jesse Bromwich was doing the press conference. Yep. Very easy for Jesse to be politically correct and not want to uh, put anyone offside. Mm-hmm. He was quite strong in his message to, you know, we need to be better if you're getting dropped and we need, you know, people helping our halves. The message was strong. Yes. And I really like to see that because he he's not letting the fact that he may put someone offside – uh, dictate what the standards will be at the club. That's right. And when I see things like that, I go, you know what? Maybe we are. Even me, when, when they signed the Bromwich brothers and Kofusi, uh, some of these older players, I understood that they would bring experience. But mm. I think that that was a really good example of, oh, this is what you're buying when you get a guy like Jesse Bromwich. Yeah, you buy you buy experience, um, not only on the field but off the field as well. And mm. and that's where that's where the standards, I believe, are set. Mm. It's it's well and truly before you get on the on the paddock and start training and and start playing football matches. It's it's about you know the conversations that you have within you know the you know the, the locker room mm. um, in your meetings and and you talk about expectations of what it will mean mm. to be a first grade player at that club, mm. no matter what club you're playing at, whether it be the Dolphins, a new franchise in the NRL, or the Penrith Panthers, who have won the last two comps. Um, it's about it's about having expectations on everyone to say, hey, listen, if you want to be a Panther or a Dolphin or a Raider, whoever it is, these are the standards that you must set all the time. Because if you don't, it's pretty clear you will not be in the side on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's good science, good science for the Dolphins. Hopefully, well, I mean, look, I want the Raiders to win too. So hopefully, it's a great clash, a mm. great clash. Let's get to Storm versus the Doggies. 7.30, Amy Park, the return to Amy Park. Wishart replaces Cam Munster at 5.8. Penne comes onto the bench. Xavier Coates, named to play despite injuring his shoulder last week. Doggies, no changes to the 17 who lost to Seagulls last week. What are your thoughts on this game, mate? Um, 
Xavier Coates has been named. Yeah, they, right. I mean, they, they were talking two, three weeks when it happened. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, it's it's sort of it's an injury up to like the it, what they call it the SC joint. SC joint, yeah. Which is down um, here where the collarbone meets the clavicle. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. not the AC. Okay, the AC is up in the shoulder. Yeah, it's down in here. So yeah, pretty annoying okay. position to have an injury because um, mm. that that will just get knocked every training session, every game. Oh. But uh, they've named him. So well done to. Big Xavier on the wing. Tyron Wishart named at six in replacement for Cam Munster. Tyron Wishart, he's a, he's a wonderful player. He played about four different positions for the Storm last year and did mm. a really good job. I think he's a guy that in, that he's really impressed Craig Bellamy mm. um, over the last couple of seasons with you know his involvement and his willingness to play where, wherever he's needed in this Storm team. Um, taking on the Doggies, no changes. No changes to the 17 mm. that, that got beat last week. So Cameron Seraldo sticking with the same lineup that he went with against uh, Manly. Look, they were well below their best. Mm. I think there's there's some high expectations on the Doggies yeah. um, to do a lot better this year. And I, I'm a person that has those higher expectations on them. They've recruited some you know, some quality players mm. to to their footy side. Um, you'd expect... You'd expect them to go out and, and play better this week than what they did last week. In fairness, right, in fairness, in their defense, I thought the sin binning of Kyle Flanagan was just – it was rotten timing and it was a pretty ordinary call. Outrageous. It's pretty ordinary call. Outrageous. He hardly, hardly laid a finger on Tommy, um, who should get a logie for that performance just quietly. Um, but it's just uh, – boys, like – Come on. Come on. Like, you can't make calls like that. Like, and we've seen the significance of that call. Well, what, they were in the what game. What did to the game. They were in the game. And, and look, they may, not have, they may not have gone on to win the game, but that's not the point. Mm. While he was off the field in that 10-minute period, mm. they scored two. They, were, they had two tries scored against them and pretty much took the game away from them, Yeah, which is what happened. Um, but anyway, let's not beat on about that. I'd like to think that they're going to be much better than what they were in round one, but... The storm at home, yeah, you can't back against them. No. I, I just can't. I agree, mate. I agree. Just quickly with the doggies, I think they're in a bit of a strange situation with their spine because they've got Hayes Perham there, who, good solid ball runner, really explosive. Mm. Ball playing probably needs a little bit of time to work on it. Yep. But it's almost like, you know, Critter's going to come in and play that role. Yeah. And then you've got Matty Burton, who. I feel like they were hoping that he would be an organising half, but I don't think he's suited to that. No. He's played his best footy in centre position, and I still think he's a better sixth than centre, but when he's centre, he can be free and just play what's in front of him. Yeah. And I think that at the moment, the dogs, it may take a little bit longer than expected because not only is Birdo, you know, potentially not going to be that, that you know, organising half. Yep. Obviously, Flano needs to set up, step up, but then also you've got a, a place, and there's no disrespect to Hayes Perham. You know, maybe he goes on to to keep that spot. Yes. But at the moment, it's looking like it's it's there until Critter arrives. Yeah. And so I wonder, do they need to sort their spine out sooner rather than later? What's What's Matt Burton's preferred position though? Be interesting. Be interesting to see what he what he prefer to play. We might have to get him on the show. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he he put his hand up to play six. Mm. I'm sure he did. Oh, in, in, in any in any way, um, I think yeah, you know, Kyle Flanagan really needs to step up and, and take that role. I know he's only a young man, but he's not new to the game. Like he's mm. been around for quite some time now. He's played a, a fair bit of footy. 
just needs needs to take control of of this footy side along with Reed Marnie. Mm. Um, I think he'll he'll have much more influence over this footy side this week. Um, but you know, I'm 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 back in the storm. As I said, like it's it's very hard to back against this team in mm. Melbourne. Almost unbeatable. Uh, I'm going storm for the win. I'm going storm too. Now after the break, uh, we'll continue the round preview. Leichhardt Tigers versus Knights. I mean, what a game that's going to be. Both teams desperate for the win. Then the Dragons make their first game for the year against the Titans. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get straight into the games. Tigers versus Knights. Happy Coruscant has been named to start. Joe Offen Galloway starts at prop. Alex Twell moves to the bench. Recruit Bateman still remains on the sideline. Dan Gaga returns for the center, uh, at center for the Knights. Adam Elliott out with a groin injury. Uh, well, how do you see this game playing out, Smithy? Uh, Tigers at Leichhardt again on a Sunday. Oh, mate, I remember playing the Tigers at Leichhardt. It was almost the hardest place to play. Mm. So hard. They always seem to you know, play like a different footy side, although last, last week they got beat there. <laughs> Um, so there goes my theory, but <laughs> oh, I just remember like just going there. It was just an uncomfortable place to play. Um, huge crowds all the time, and you know, which which is great at these suburban grounds. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, look, I think they'll win. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll win. Or, you know, the Knights on, and we spoke about the Knights um, last week, talking about their their roster and like their lineup on paper. Mm. Impressive footy side. Mm-hmm. Really impressive footy side. And again, like it's it's not easy going to New Zealand playing the Warriors, but I just thought they were a little bit disappointing. Um, both teams losing first up, so I, I, I'm going to go to the West Tigers, if, particularly if Happy starts. Mm. Particularly if Happy starts, um, and and playing at Leichhardt, it's a it's a it's a very hard place to go and and, and win footy games, as I said earlier. Um, and so I'm going to lean with the Tigers. With very little confidence, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I'm uh, I'm going to go Knights, but also with very little confidence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I think that Appy starting is is a, almost a game changer. But the Knights, I don't know. I just maybe I'm being too uh, optimistic, but I feel like it's there. The game, it's it's going to come. It, yeah. We're going to see that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ponga, he played pretty well last week. Uh, he had made 11 tackles, only one miss in attack. I think he had a couple try assists. So I look at it and I go, okay, you know, he's firing. He's keen to go. Lockie Miller had 11 tackle breaks. I think he ran for about 200 metres. Um, I just think this might be the game where the the Knights fire up. I hope anyway. I yeah. hope. Um, but if the, the thing is, is the Knights I can see winning by a little bit, whereas the Tigers, if they click, I can see them winning by a Plenty. substantial margin. Okay. But I just don't know whether the Tigers are going to click yet mm. because they seem so disjointed. Yes. The other day, like yep. super, super just disjointed. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go the Knights, but I'm not very confident. Now, what do you think about Dragons v. the Titans, 6.15, uh, Nostrata, Jubilee Stadium, Bird starts at lock, Hunt is punted in the halves by Sullivan, Moses Embai starts at hooker, Jacob Little coming off the bench, Toby Couchman has been named to make his debut off the bench, and then with the Titans, no change to the 17 that beat the Tigers last week. Kieran Foran has been named to despite suffering a knee, but we've found out whilst on the show that it'll be Campbell yep. uh, playing in the halves. Jaden Campbell. Jaden Campbell playing in the halves. Yep. So he'll play in the halves. Kieran Foran missing. Um, yeah, just I guess wondering whether that what impact that will have. Kieran Foran not being there, uh, having spoken to a, a, a few people involved with the Titans over the preseason, they they were they've been so happy with the way you know Kieran's come in and and brought into the club and and what they're about and. Yeah, you know, just 
the confidence that he's brought to the squad, mm. and and I guess you know having having that confidence that he shares or has given to those younger players has made them into a, a very different footy side. Mm. Um, whether whether that now has an effect with him not being there, uh, and after speaking with Benny Hunt earlier in the show, Kempi, like he he sounds pretty confident mm. in the team that they're putting out for round one. They've had the opportunity to sit back last week and just watch the footy mm. and particularly watch the Titans game closely um, and, and have an understanding of what they're going to face this weekend. Mm. Um, I'm going to back the Titans, though. Really? In a, in a close one. Okay. In a close one. Because, the, the, as I said at the start of the show, really impressed with the way that the Titans hung in there early last week. Mm-hmm. They put under a fair bit of pressure defensively last week. They hung in, they hung in, and they come away with a good victory away from home. I think they can back that up again this weekend. I'm going on the Dragons, mate. Oh, the Dragons. Yeah, I think a foreignless uh, yeah, Titans. Okay. Yep. I don't think they hang in if foreign isn't there on the field with them. Yeah, right. Um, but I do think if Campbell can, you know, come and kill it, yes. all of a sudden there's a bunch of points in them. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap the show up. And, uh, yeah, basically our final tips for the round. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now, we have a brand new little segment. It's called a sure thing nomination. It's perfect for you guys to absolutely spray us when we get it wrong. Uh, sure Hire, the temporary works expert. Surehire.com.au, Australia's most complete shoring, propping, and traffic uh, producer. Pro- uh, Product range. It says producer here. Producer range. I'm like Anchorman. I just read what's in front of me. Yes. Uh, product range. Call one three hundred. Sure hire. Now, who's your sure thing of the week, Smithy? My sure thing of the week this week, Campy, is the Roosters, mate. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll bounce back from their first up loss, uh, playing the Warriors at home. I think they'll get the job done Saturday, two o'clock. Yours, mate. My sure thing is the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne. Extremely uh, hard to beat. Yes. Doggies have got a bit to go before they get up to that level, and I think the Storm win. And I think they, it's a solid win. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify. The Captains Run. Follow us at, at Sen League on Instagram and TikTok. Captains Run NRL on Twitter. Uh, and thanks. We'll see you next week, next Wednesday. Bomb done. See you later.